Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. What's the big old deal? It's your boy, Big Ski. Professor X, Josh is right here. He's back from Disneyland, you we guys. Back. He's back. I missed y'all. We back. Man, we have lots to discuss. Bunch of things happened while I was gone. Did you get in a teacup? I didn't get in the teacups this time, man. My Disney trip, though, incredible. Okay, let's hear about it. Before I jump into my Disney trip, big shout out to Jay, who stepped in for me while I was gone. Hey. I did do some family shit, went into Disney. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. Went to Galaxy's Edge, built yeah. myself a lightsaber. But I felt bad leaving you with no one out. Oh, man. I was thinking about it. We were trying to film earlier in the week. Time didn't really line up, and I was like, no. Jay's here. Jay would be a great person to fill in. I watched the episode and I thought he was a great job. I know he, originally you wanted him on the show too. Both of y'all. Yeah. Right. So big shout out to our guy Jay. He'll be here more often when he's in town. We'll get him on here to do some more stuff with us. So Man, that's that was tight though. I'm not going to lie, bro. He stepped up like, bro, what? Off the bench? Let's go. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And he came through like he spoke his piece. Like, and he, he really enlightened me too on a lot of things that was super dope, bro. But... On another note, man, I'm upset you didn't get in the teapot. I mean, the teacup. I didn't get the teacups this time. Like, come on, bro. Is that I your know, favorite? I mean, that's all I remember because I was last time I went to Disneyland, I was a child. Mm-hmm. As you feel what I'm saying? I was always on the sideline. I couldn't get in. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I wanted to get in the teacups. Well, you know those teacups, they'd be spinning pretty fast. And I got to imagine, even at a small kid, you probably had that thing spinning. You feel what I'm saying? Just spinning a little bit too much, man. I feel like as a grown adult, you would spin that thing right off the track. For sure, I would love to go, like, get in the teacup, bro. Do you think they'd let you? Me and Lil Ski. (laughs) (laughs) Knock it all the way. Just prom, prom, prom. Everybody just. (laughs) Yeah, this ain't bumper cars. Pinball, exactly. But, yeah, man, so, like, did the kids enjoy themselves? Did uh, the, you know what I mean, the family? My kids had a great time. My parents were in town. Mm-hmm. Great time going down there. First time it felt, like, normal, the mm-hmm. real COVID. There was, like, no mask down there. They had lifted all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Fun time for everybody. Kids loved it. That's what's up. Man, like, we got out here. We've been out here in L.A. for, like, four years now. Mm-hmm. We did some, like, stuff when we first got out here for, like, a year or so. Then all of a sudden COVID hits. Can't do it anything so it feels it like sucks. things just started happening again and it was dope man Heck disney yeah. was a vibe I love it down there anaheim for the manaheims anaheim for the manaheims hello man i'm glad y'all went on that trip man i seen y'all that morning man y'all look so excited and just ready full of life ready to go to disneyland what did y'all eat while y'all was up there 
Uh, turkey leg. You got one? I got a turkey leg. How was it, bro? Bussin'. I think if they had turkey legs here, I'd still get one every day and never get sick of it. Wow. They're that good. Yeah. You I ever had it. one? No. You ain't I, have a, I had a turkey, turkey leg, leg before, but not from But not like the big ass one? Yeah. Like, but I, like, no. Like, you feel what I'm saying? I would love to go try it at Disney. We had the for sure. turkey leg, we had the Dole Whip. Mm hmm. That's crazy. There's, I don't know. We ate good. What was something? I also like walked probably twenty times more than I have like for the entire month. In okay, those two days in Disney. So, this is on a on a family note. Okay, give me two things you appreciated about that Disneyland trip. Oh man, I mean, that's two days that I was just with the fam. Like, mm-hmm. people don't realize like how much time we spend here in the office, how much time we're working, just to get to spend that much time with my kids and to have my parents out here. And spend all that time together. Mm-hmm. That was it. We could have been anywhere, but like that was fun. All right, that's one. That was one. Second thing I appreciated on this trip was that I could be at Disney, mm-hmm. holding it down, having a good ass <laughs> time, and I didn't have to worry about shit here because we got a team of people that still handled everything, handled all yep. the interviews, got this stuff recorded. So, not having to worry about that stuff, yeah. man. Those are two things I appreciated on, on this me, trip. bro. Because I guarantee you that like really helped your trip, really make it a trip. Because it's like, damn, I don't have to think about work. Mm-hmm. We got Kelvin, we got Bossa Nova, we got Trev, we got, we got Riley, Jason, Yuri, we got everybody here. We got Jay, we got Yuri, everybody's Riley. here. You know what I mean? Holding mm-hmm. it down, and then it's like you lead too. You lead like good with your examples. So it's just like, bro, when you are no like when you're not here, it's just gonna be just like how it is if you are here, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah. Y'all held it down. Real talk, man. So what's up with a uh, winning team? I mean, winning time. I know you winning uh, time. So you guys started watching that last week, and I had watched it too. I thought that'd be a great show for us to talk about on yeah. this, like little go ongoing as it goes on. It kind of lines up. I think there are new episodes right after we drop this episode. So episode one, I know you guys talked about. Mm-hmm. You're feeling it, of course. You're loving the retelling of the story. You like the cinematography. You know, like all the artsy stuff, edgy yeah. to it. Uh, this second episode. It, I had it had me on Google after. I had to like go back and kind of remember everything because I'm from Hash Brown Town. I'm a Celtics fan. Yeah. I remember the dynasties. I remember the yeah. rivalry, but all of a sudden I couldn't remember how many years they went back and forth and like mm-hmm. what that buildup was. So to be able to watch a show like this that has so much like historical relevance of like shit that happened not that long ago that For was real? pretty well documented, mm-hmm. just to be able to go back and watching these clips and like watching the story progress and yeah. This second episode definitely made me feel uh, like this is a show worth watching. Like, for real, for real. This series is, like, headed to greatness. For real, for real, bro. Like, with our back, right? Mm-hmm. Red Auerbach. Like, dude, man, shout out to him who played that role because it was just Brian so, Chiklis. like, raw, just, like, yeah. uncut. Fuck you. Like, but that was the attitude, nothing. you know what you I mean? Know what I, mean? I think Jerry Buss really had to deal with that shit of being the new dick in the of a club of like really old established franchises. And you know, he but, came in there with this high energy, feeling good about himself, but for real, everyone else was still kind of looking at him laughing. And it just like, I like how it like trickled over into magic playing Bird in the championship, right? Mm-hmm. You take that moment, then you take Jerry Buss. And uh, are back in that in that moment, 
their feud and they're becoming rivals right there, right? Mm -hmm. From the beginning. From the so, very beginning. So now you take Magic and Bird from the beginning. Yeah, and that's the other thing about Magic. That was the whole reason they had that fire in them when they played each other like that, bro. It was coming from an organization. It was coming from everywhere. And just seeing yeah. how, and now it makes me understand why they are, they were rivals at mm -hmm. that point. Crazy. Yo, this is also showing, like, painting a totally different picture of Magic than I think anyone's seen before. He kind yeah. of looks like an asshole in most of the second episode. You think so? He's trying to get his girl back, but he's doing the most to do it. You know what I mean? He's making this other guy who really hasn't done anything wrong. Oh, that's that's Hollywood right there. Yeah, that's yeah, Hollywood I know it's taking like, his course. It's right. dramatization. I know I, I get that, but I think there's some truth to that. You're a big deal about to leave Michigan. You're, he's about to come out to L.A. He's already signed a half-million-dollar contract. People, you know, there's a huge expectation on him. There's probably a lot of people who assume things, everything was great. Mm -hmm. And from his perspective, things look great. You know, things did look great, but it's kind of a dickhead to that girl. Kind of a dickhead to that dude. You don't see anything wrong with how he acted. At all. No. Okay. At all. Nothing at mm -hmm. all. Nothing at all. You were probably him. That's probably happened to you. Negative. No, no, no you, were probably, you probably pulled up on some court on your way out of town. You're like, yeah, well, let me just pull up real quick. No, that, that wouldn't Let me, me jump in. That wouldn't me, and then I would. Nah, I wouldn't say I would be going to go play ball to talk. Trying to shit steal because, his girl on the way. No, nah, no, nah, I would never. Okay. First of all, on the court like that, I wasn't ever even like that damn good to steal somebody's <laughs> girl. Like, bro, like I was good, but I was the player. Like, oh shit, he going off. He got six. Oh, he got eight. Mm -hmm. Oh damn, they just called him out for a sub. He fell in front of everybody, <laughs> and it's just like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> You feel what I'm saying? So it wasn't never like take the type of like, hell no, I probably was the other dude. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Working at Pop's Barbershop, getting my girl took by the fucking superstar teammate or some shit. Nah, but nah, man, that never was me. I wouldn't have been like that. But at the end of the day, I don't see nothing wrong with it, though. You feel me? Because mm -hmm. that was his girl. She chose up on some other nigga. That wasn't on. He, I mean, he was a small fry. So what was mm -hmm. Magic doing? He was pushed to a corner and say, okay. You just don't get it. I'm gonna just have to show you better than I could tell you. You feel what I'm saying? He don't want to talk back. He don't want to talk smack. What woman want to be with a man that ain't gonna stand up for? It's a good point. You feel what I'm saying? So basically, I mean, he he did a little. He did some tricky bit extra. Don't get me wrong. I never said like, yeah. hey, he just had to do it. He's magic. No, but that's a side of his personality that like I think a lot of people don't aren't used to seeing. Yeah. They're used to seeing a real friendly, nice guy. Yeah. Well, he um he grew up. No, oh, yeah, he grew up. We all go through it. I nah, mean, I'm excited to see where the show goes. Mm -hmm. Speaking of winning time, though, the ultimate winner in sports, at least in football. Oh Lord, the goat himself, Tom Brady, <laughs> coming out of retirement, will be playing next year. That's a big deal. Thoughts? I think he should just sit down. Mm -hmm. It's me personally, like like you said, like. Why do you think he should sit down? Because I think he's coming back to try to prove a point, and it's just going. I think he's going to flop. I don't think he's trying to prove any point. I think he had a lot of intention of coming back this year, and the so retiring. Why, thing, why say you going to retire then? I heard some stories. Oh shit! I heard. I heard some things. I heard. So I heard that he I was heard. not. 
that happy in Tampa Bay last year. Mm. He wasn't that happy with Bruce Arians. Mm. And he had a conversations with management to see her more or less force their hands of, if you want me back, some changes are going to have to be made. Mm. Some changes have not been made. Maybe he kind of wanted out of town. Maybe he wanted a trade. That hasn't been done. Wow. So rather than... I don't think he ever officially said, like, he, I don't, he never signed his papers. You know, mm-hmm. he said he was really giving this time to think. You know, he made it a big deal to say, like, I'm done. But you ne- didn't really yeah. feel like he was done. You know what I mean? Okay. This didn't feel like the big exit. He had a great year. He had, was, what, two wins away from the Super Bowl again? Yeah. What was his stipulations for coming back? Did you, did you hear about any of those? Like, No, I mean, I think that they're just working out i don't know what his deal is i don't know i think he i don't i think he was done his contract i think it was only a two-year deal okay he finished those two what about he said he wanted to play till he was 45 so what about gronk so i think coming back when how long how much longer is gronk's deal i think gronk comes back if tom comes back easy but But i think there's a lot of other people who now that tom's going to come back are now considering going to tampa that might not have with him retiring oh my gosh here we go so again, <sighs> we're gonna have another Brady show. We're gonna have another Brady show. You happy? And then I'm gonna take you back to GM player GMs. Okay. Tom Brady has stipulations on his returning back to the NFL. How do you feel about him being a player GM? He's not being a player GM. Let's talk about it. He has no GM power in the circumstances. You're running. I ain't running. You running? He ain't being a GM. You just told me. He said he will not come back. He didn't want to come back, and management did not change their mind. They didn't make any changes. All the coaching staff is still there. They called his bluff. Tom is a competitor. He wants to be back playing. He's going to be playing. He doesn't maybe want to be playing for the Bucs. He maybe doesn't want to be playing for Bruce Arians, but he wants to be playing. He wants to be winning. So, GM Brady. Goat Brady. I feel it, man. I feel it, man. I feel it, man. Go, man, going. Brady. Gene I got Brady. something I want to ask you about. Shoot. Did you hear about the speculation of Kanye, Antonio Brown, buying the Denver Broncos? I heard it from you. And then I looked at a little. I looked into this because I hadn't heard much about it. And I did see a few reports out there about some conversations happening. That's some white shit. You heard it from me. <laughs> I heard it from you earlier today. <laughs> we were talking about it right before we started filming. Yeah, bro. Jason, like, had me look that shit up. I was like, wait, what? But they this? were talking about, like, a $10 billion. Bro, and, and I was thinking to myself, like, do they have $10 billion together? No. Ye don't have $10 billion. They know a lot of people, though, right? They might know a lot of people. They might be minority owners, mm-hmm. not have a full stake, kind of like the Jay-Z thing with the Nets way back in the day. What would those halftime shows be like? Donda? Donda. Donda. It'd be a lot of that. That is wild. I don't think it's ever going to happen. <laughs> I don't think... I mean, this is an interesting hypothetical, but there's no way that one, they have access to those funds and that they would want to invest that those funds into the Denver Broncos. I bet if Kanye had added up to him, he would start his own league with that money. I would think so. But I see him buying the team, though, too. I don't see him 
having a boss and being an owner, you still, I think, are under a lot of, you know, spec, you know, yeah. league rules and. Mm-hmm. I, I I I don't know how, but I low key can see that happening. You think so? What Kanye West halftime show? Antonio Brown scores a touchdown. Oh, Antonio is going to be an owner player. <laughs> what is going on? Okay, hey, <laughs> they got vaccination cards for the low. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, this is Big Ski, man. I want y'all to enjoy the next episode we got coming up, man. Bobby Jones in the building, man. Huge. Josh, we going up. We ain't looking back. Let's, Let's fucking go. It. We love y'all. Like, comment, subscribe. Ski. Yo, it's your boy Big Ski, and we're back with another episode of No Jumper Sports. I'm here with Josh Professor X and Bobby Jones himself, y'all. Let's it's go. About to get lit. I hope not. Uh, you know, keep that going because y'all just had a dope <laughs> conversation. Now we can keep it going, though. Goodness. No, we're just talking about how long it takes to uh, consider yourself from somewhere. So, I mean, I definitely don't say I'm from LA. I still feel like a, like a. Will uh, you never say that ever, even in ten years? Um, maybe in ten years. Come back to me, ten years. All right. It's been like four, so we're halfway there. But I we're say saying five. like I say five is at least to be eligible. You get five years in as an import, you can say you're from LA. Hmm. Can you ever say you're from LA if you're out of state? Um, As a always, local, I'm saying in your opinion. So if I was to go out of town, like say I was in Texas and I stayed there for 20 years, yeah. with, and then somebody's asking me where I'm from, I'm from Compton. You're not going to say both, though? No. Why not? I'm from Compton. You're also from there, too, now. But he's from Hashbrown Town. Like, why would he change that? Because there's a part one, part two. You know, it's always. Evolving. Different chapters. Yeah, yeah, don't change the chapters, mm. though. It depends who asks me. How about that? I'm from Compton. You don't tell the police that, too, they ask you? Dr. Dre told them. <laughs> 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 hey, man, hey, so look, though, while we on that, though, you're from uh, Compton. Yeah, we both from Compton. Right, man. So I want to sure. know, how was the journey growing up in Compton, bro? Well, I mean, just saying Compton isn't as detailed. So I'm from Southside Compton. I grew oh. up in Southside Compton. Okay. I mean, what part of Compton you grew I'm up in? I'm from Southside Compton as oh, well. Oh, wow. So we're yeah, neighbors. Mayo. Yeah, ah, California Avenue. You know, I'm just saying. But you was on the other side of Alondra. Yeah, you right? know. You wasn't on my side. Shout out to Juan, Sean, Corey. Oh, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, Tutu, resting in peace. You feel what I'm saying? Clarence. You feel what I'm saying? Of course. I'm not going to. Mayo boys. Come on now. I was a late bloomer in there. That's why you was younger, though. So <laughs> you had your rite of passage. You but know. now yeah. I grew up in Southside Compton, uh, right off of Greenleaf, mm-hmm. right across you from Compton College. Uh, family still got their house there to this day, 40 years. So That's tight. Um, you know, a lot of people don't get to have the same house, let alone the same childhood room. I still have the same junior high furniture and everything. It's just like a museum just of all my travels and stuff mm-hmm. all over the wall. So, yeah, after, you know, I left at 18 to go to college and travel the world and play in the league. We'll get to that later. Right. But, um, yeah, everybody has a story coming from Compton, you know, from mm-hmm. our early 90s, our late 80s, all the music and influence good and bad but yeah when i say i'm from compton uh, i try to say it in a positive manner yeah as you should but people might not take it in that way because of their programming of what they think compton is right right but i mean compton is lit and i'm gonna tell you why it's lit for me so uh growing up in the 90s and as you know you know death row and Mm -hmm. bad boy and all that stuff i live and still do uh baby lang and his family they live next door to me Mm. So all my life, I lived next door to them. So when all that was happening, mm-hmm. I'm looking out my window and then looking on MTV, 
looking out right. my window, looking at. So it's, I'm, it's, it's, and that seemed normal to me though, because I'm a teenager. I'm like ten years old, so mm-hmm. I wasn't their age. But as I got older, I realized that wasn't normal. But in Compton, you know, everybody has their their stories or their trauma or you know their, their yeah. start. On that situation, man, I want to give a shout out to my boy Davo, man, because yeah. he go he goes through a lot with that situation. So that's my dude. I don't want to get into it too much, but nah, shout, shout out to out you, Davis. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just Charlotte you know, Tremont to Mama. You know what I mean? My people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily, like shout out to them, man. But it's a situation though that that was that was for real. And we all, man, we all were affected one way or the other. Mm. Again, you know, for me growing up, we all have trauma, right? Right. So, uh, you know, my bedroom was in front of my house. Mm-hmm. So, again, as a kid, you know, you have street smarts. So I'm thinking people get shot, there's drive-bys everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, what if somebody wants to shoot on our street and mm-hmm. mistake in the wrong house? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sleep thinking, like, oh, one day I can get shot and die. Yeah. But that's not normal to think as a kid. But, again, that's your normal programming because you don't know any different. See, but that's what living in Compton's about. That's exactly what it's about, man. And like to piggyback what I said, I was a late bloomer over there with those guys on Mayo, man. And I learned so much by them, man. And it's just like, I feel like certain points in my life, like they saved my life. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Because it was times where they would tell me like, what are you doing over here? Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? You really don't live here. You just cool with us. You that's your cousin right here. You but think feel what about I'm saying? that. What is that? You don't live here. We're like we're from Compton, right? So, right. No, no. I just lived on the other side yeah, of Compton. You feel what I'm saying? We don't know so the was, difference because we're so young. We're like, right. nah, you on this side. Like, like no, nah, bro. When I go to school, like y'all embrace yeah, me. We're like, in the same classroom, same <laughs> you feel recess, what I'm saying? elementary, so, middle school. So high just school. to speak on that, man, it's just it's not like easy growing up in Compton, but at the end of the day, it is fun. You feel what I'm saying? Because you, you go through so much out there, yeah. and it's just like if you find your way and your group of friends that's going to be good with you, embrace you, and always support you, you won't have nothing to extra, like really, really be worried about. Yeah. No, you, have to, you have to have good community. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean family because everybody has their family structure, and that's just what you're born into. You can't control that. But after a certain age, you have to have the right communities to help enlighten you and mentor you, inspire you, and then create communities to help and give back too. So... Growing up, I ran track a lot. I was a really good track runner. I was really tall. Oh, I didn't long know legs. That. Yeah, yeah. That was my first passion. But I also played basketball on the weekend. So, you know, if it was in a track meet, it was a basketball tournament. Hmm. And kind of I used my track in my basketball because I like, you know, I'm a sprinter. I change speeds really fast. So that was because of my track background. I did sprints and relays and, and long jump. Hmm. But, um, yeah, so I was privileged, man. I, I grew up in the middle class family but again it's still Compton so right. it's a matter of what what do you want to focus on because we all have setbacks and family with addiction family members with addiction and everything so again I was able to stay busy on the weekends but then I had my neighborhood childhood friends like the same ones we right. just mentioned like right. we all had the same friends just I didn't hang out with them on the weekends but I still went to school with them every day and did stuff mm-hmm. with them during the week right. so again you know Compton was great for me I have only good things to say I'd rather talk about the positive stuff than the negative but you still have to talk about your trauma because that's part of healing and that's part of sharing stories. So right. I love part sharing stories. Story, yeah. Yeah. That's letting somebody know who you really are, where you came from, and really showing them what you've been through, too. Because yeah. normally I don't talk about my childhood because I like to mm-hmm. keep my stories to myself. I'm mm-hmm. a very introverted person, but today I don't mind sharing some of those. So. And we appreciate that. We bro. definitely do. I mean, just talking about going to sleep at night, that mentality is not something most kids have to think about at an early age. And... The fact that you're just wired that way and considering that normal, like you can recognize now at this point, like what type of trauma that actually puts on an entire community of people all over the place. Yeah. 
But I learned also not to live in fear. Yeah. So again, it's a matter of how do you want to take that trauma, heal, and then use it as an inspiration. Because I'm like, all right, if I can survive Compton, I can survive any city in America and in another country. And I did, which mm. is part of my later story as we talk about my travels. Because, yeah, I, I chose to see it as a, as a positive and not use it as a negative or be it a victim. Mm. Instead of just sharing the story to enlighten, to put perspective. That's fire, bro. That's fire. So... You went to Long Beach Poly and Dominguez. Which one did yeah. you graduate from? No, no, I graduated from Poly. So I went okay. to Dominguez my first three years, and then first I transferred to Poly, Long Beach Poly, my senior year. Okay, so at Dominguez, Uh-oh. <laughs> give us some of your teammates. Like, what, who was your, on your roster? So, all right, so going into Dominguez, let me give a backstory. I grew, I grew up in Southside Compton. So Dominguez was my neighborhood high school growing up. Mm-hmm. And around the corner from me, grew up uh, four years older than me, five years older than me, was Tayshawn Prince. Oh, and wow. also across hit the horn, hit it. Yes, shout out Tayshawn. <laughs> shout and out Tay, man. So Tayshawn was a very inspiring person for me because again, I didn't know him, but I knew of him. Every school he went to, I went to. So mm. I heard teachers talk. Tayshawn was this because he was a great student, great athlete. So I tried. I just by default, I wanted to follow his lead. Mm-hmm. So again, he went to Dominguez with Tay, uh, Jason Thomas, Kenny Bruner. They were like rock stars to me. Horn, horn. Shout out. Uh-oh. Yeah. You got to get that right the first time, man. Was, yeah, uh, those those some names right yeah, there, no, brother. Kenny going to get you, too. Hold, hey, hey, hold on. Tommy's Tayshawn brother, too. Tommy, yeah. Tommy went to Dominguez before Tayshawn, but Jason Thomas, like, no, 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 the I big know. three. Yeah, yeah. So, again, my neighborhood had real hoopers, man. <sighs> Shout out to Pat Christopher, too. He grew up on Sloan Across the street. Yes, sir. So, Dominguez was a big-time program in the 90s. So, as an eighth grader, I'm like, I'm going to Dominguez. right in my backyard. Like, the basketball guys blessed me with this dominant program. So, again, I, I went there. I played freshman as a – I played varsity as a freshman. So, that's a big deal when you, you know, Bro, you play varsity. Really my, my leg is tapping the floor they got, right now. They got bodies. They had talent. Like, them guys were – that's – Dominguez was like a college before you go to college. Like you have to, you don't, you don't have, you can't be the man. You have to compete against juniors and seniors who are all legit transfers. And so again, we won what my, in my four years at Dominguez, three years at Dominguez, mm-hmm. I won three CIF championships, three state championships, one national championship. And then you left. You know why I left. Oh my god! You know what wait, I, I didn't leave on my own. Three? I didn't leave what? on my own. Bro, wait, 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 wait. I got that. two. He, I'm, I'll be on Instagram, King of Rings. You got two I'm in a, four years, right? Yeah, bro. I went no, I went there three. Oh, I came okay, okay, from okay. Linwood High first. Okay, I was the trainer. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But bro, got three for three. Shot a hundred percent on that. We had a perfect oh. uh, run, and then I transferred because with every great dynasty, there's some something that goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, shout out to Coach Otis, too, by the way. But he got Major shout out to Coach O. of some stuff. And then, you know, again, he got acquitted. And then by then, the dynasty was over. And everybody transferred. So I wanted to have a, a great high school send-off. So I thought Polly was like the epitome of the best high school ever you can go to. Mm-hmm. School spirit, academic, sports. They had music videos, films shot at their campus. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, I was a re- really smart kid growing up. I love academics and sports. So I was like, all right, well. I'm going to go to this miniature university and enjoy my best senior life. I'm the new guy. I'm playing varsity. You know, I, I took advantage of all that. Snoop but, uh, went there, too. Right? Yeah, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. It, I mean, it was a great school. Shout out mm-hmm. to Long Beach Poly, by the way. But, uh, yeah, so high school, I had a great – and then at Poly, I played with Mercedes Lewis, Reggie mm. Butler, Carlos Rivers. Shout out to all them. Barry Barnes. Man, that's uh, tight, We won man. a CIF championship there. 
We lost to, yeah, so I got four in my career. Wow. And then we lost to Westchester to go to state, but they was number three of two in the country. So they had Side Adams. I was about to say, who was on the team Reza, at that time? Trevor was uh, over there, huh? Cook, what was his first name? Um, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ashanti Cook, they had a real good, they had a great team. So I almost went four for four. I almost won four states, four CIFs. Almost had the perfect college, I mean, perfect high school career, but yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, bro, three for three at the D. So mind you, though, like, I'm in middle school, bro, and I'm going around these games. Mm-hmm. My dad uh, my dad and Coach Keith, Keith Donaldson. Yeah. He was my slam and jam coach. Bro, they so had when a, I was in middle school, Keith used to – I used to sneak in with him to go to the games when I was in middle school. So Because they used saying? to be packed games. Like, bro, you just couldn't get in. Bro, yeah. this is what I'm saying. That's, That's why I, I was tapping my that. leg yeah. because your, like, Shout journey – Shout out Keith Donaldson, man. Man, for the real. Family. For real, for real. And, like, seeing that – Hit the horn. No, hit the horn you, for the see, look, There we go. This is my podcast, now. This is your side. Can we do it together? Yeah, like, right. Hit the red one right there. <laughs> Which one? Oh, wow. All right, welcome. All right, so, How y'all doing? All right. Yeah, so my dad and Coach Keith had a barbershop, the locker room sports. Yes, sir. So, boom, I'm in middle school, and I just hear, I, I meet Marvin Simmons, mm. Champ Simmons. Mm. I meet all the, like. Simmons. Bro. It's like 12 of them. Bro, and they all athletes, like, like man-childs. Like, so my thing is, like, I'm meeting all the players. That's like in the newspaper. And I'm like, damn, that's Jason Thomas right there. Oh, shit, that's Marvin Simmons right there. And like me as in the middle school, I'm like, these are the people I'm seeing in the mm. newspaper, bro. Mm-hmm. Like for real, for real. Tayshawn Prince come through and I'm like, I lose it. Because I see the magazine, bro. It's a magazine that I, it'll never leave my brain, bro. It's Kenny Bruner, Tayshawn, and Jason Thomas, bro. That right there was so much inspiration, seeing them, like, y'all ranked number one in the nation back to back to back. So I wanted to go there. I go to uh, Linwood. I get to play Dominguez. I drop 32. Coach O is there the day he's getting his job back. Boom. I'm like, bro, I have to come here. I know who played on this court, bro. I have to play here. Legends, bro. Mm. It's crazy the amount of legends that come out of such a small pocket. In one little area, you played. What do you think that is? That you guys are just constantly no, well, playing the, a better the thing town. The thing about or? Dominguez, we at one point it was like a good school in the city where the, you know Coach Otis got the best kids from Compton and they won. Mm-hmm. But then once he got the Nike deal, he was able to get the best talent in LA to transfer to Dominguez. Yeah, so there's different did. tiers of Dominguez programs. So when I was there, I was the only kid from Compton on the team mm. of all the people on our hoop team. 
I'm talking about four years. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me let's let's retract because okay. now when I was a freshman, yeah, I played varsity. I was the only kid from Compton on the team. But as we got older and more guys locally came in, you know, it got more diverse. But when mm. I was a freshman, I'm like, damn, I'm from Compton. I'm on varsity. Ain't nobody here on this team from Compton. I played with Tyson Chandler for three years. He was a great older than me. So, again, mm -hmm. when we won all those rings, we had Tyson being the anchor. So, shout out Tyson. The horn, please. Tyson, yeah. if you see this episode, come down here, man. Tyson, me, so I love playing defense. That's my, that's my strength. I'm come stealing, on, I'm blocking, I'm picking you up full court. I might foul you once in a while. I'm talking <laughs> shit. Like, that was me. So, Tyson <laughs> was beating blocks, dunking on people. So, I, we both love defense. Mm -hmm. We pick up full court. Our, our, our thing at Domingo is like, we might not be the best offensive scoring team, but we're going to pick you up. You're going to turn the ball over. We're going to dunk on you, mm -hmm. rinse and repeat. We mm -hmm. went by 30. For sure. Like, that's just what it was. Bro, it was literally like Showtime playing there, bro. That's what it was. And we're from uh -huh. Compton, so people are already scared because of exactly. what they think of Compton. So, and again, we, we just we had a come in huge, bro. Oh, our warm-up was legendary. They had to ban our warm-up. The CIF banned our warm-up. We will run around the court. As like some sharks, like before you kill your prey, we do our little drills, we're doing everything. And the other teams are looking at us and they need to warm up. Mm -hmm. So they was already psyched out, like, bro, all right, you're yeah, already in the heads. He was like yeah. so brilliant as a coach, bro. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. Absolutely. Man. So, yeah, crazy. I, I, me and Tyson did our thing. Like, I love still going for steals because if I didn't get the steal, they still got a seven footer to worry about at the rim. <laughs> <laughs> so I realized they're like, oh, I'm about to eat. So, again, we had great times, man. We won a lot. Got a lot of free Nike stuff. Shout out Nike. And uh, yeah, they hooked us up a lot. And it was it was good times, man. Like I'm working on a docu-series uh, on that. I started filming it four years ago. Wow. It's gonna be like six episodes, 30 minutes. Um, looking for funders, sponsors, anybody who wanna help. <laughs> hey. I like, I like preserving my history, especially my own. I like to own my history, so. <laughs> they gonna know we from Compton, because in the comments, they be like, hey, calm down with is, the man. horn. Hey, and Compton, then Bobby come in, and he's going crazy with dog, it. I love Compton it. is one of the most famous cities around the world, man, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I love stories. I got my bachelor's in writing. Like, that was my first love is writing. So now that I'm back in Compton, I want to preserve the right history. I want to give the youth a chance to tell their history mm -hmm. and build an online platform just telling Compton stories across all video mediums. So the Don's Project will be the first of many, but that's something I love to do because, for one, I was a part of it. We didn't have all that social media yet, so mm. all these people who are my age have kids, so we need to show our kids what we was doing. And, again, I love to tell stories, so right. we'll get more into that. But Imagine, yeah. imagine having Instagram when you was at Washington, bro. It, it's the gift and the curse. It depends on if you want to see it in a good way or a bad way. I for sure would have been a millionaire on YouTube because I come on man. I, would, I used to sing. Uh, I used to make CDs off of Napster. I used to come on make CDs and burn them, staying up to one or two a.m. Mm -hmm. And you sound like going selling them to teachers and students five ten dollars. Dude, when like, you were the I first person who figured up. out Napster, you made a bank. Yeah, I used to make three, four hundred a week. Mm -hmm. I used to stay up like to one a.m. My mom like, why are you still up? I'm like, mom, I'm working. She thought I'm lying. And then I showed like, mom, if you give me ten bucks, I can buy a hundred blank CDs. I sell each CD for 5 or $10. You do the math. And then once she started, I brought the money. And she said, oh, you keep working all night, then. Go ahead. You're not, you're not getting allowance either, by the way. Shout out to like, you. I was like, no, mom. mom. That's not what I told you that story. But Shout out to mom. Yeah, I was a hustler, man. Like technology, all that. That was me. That's tight. And so now I do video production. So. Hmm. But no, let's go back to you dub days. Let's go. We got to We got to, yeah. Up. Let's climb the ladder. Y'all ever been here. to Seattle? Me, personally, nah. no. No, Nowhere in the Northwest. 
You smoke the Northwest, though. You got some. Hey, man, this, big, this big chief. Oh, okay. This My big bad. chief. You know what I mean? Big chief. Oh, shout out, big, shout shout out big, big chief. chief. You feel what I'm saying? Right, what y'all want to know about Seattle, man? Let me enlighten y'all. Tell us about the Rain City. All right. What was it like going to a program like Washington that hadn't necessarily been at the top of the conference before you got there and being an instrumental person and, you know, yeah, what you that did, shift was. UW sucked. So yep. I only went to UW yep. okay. because Coach Romar, who's from Compton, shout out Coach Romar, he got the job maybe one or two weeks before he called me up. And I, I didn't even sign. I, I waited to the late signing period in the spring because I didn't like my choices. I had, like, some low D1 schools. So I was like, I'm going to have a dope senior year. I'm going to get these colleges going to want to give me a scholarship, mm -hmm. which I did. I had a dope year, but no schools really, the ones I wanted recruited me. Mm -hmm. And so Romar got the job, and then luckily a guy transferred from UW <laughs> to Gonzaga. His name is Earl Knight, which opened up a scholarship. So I'm at Poly. So Romar was like, all right, well, I get to get one kid in for next year. So he hit me up. And, you know, I used to go to his caps at Pepperdine. And I can say he's from Compton. So, again, I didn't even really know him. I didn't even know who was on the team. Mm -hmm. But I trusted him. And I was like, hey, man, if I come here, if I work my butt off, are you going to play kids based off how hard they work? And he was like, yeah. I mean, of course, they're all going to say yeah anyway. But mm -hmm. I trusted him. And I, I signed there. And, you know, I took a visit and stuff. But, again, I didn't know nothing about Seattle. I know only thing I knew about UW was that they was in the, they had the movie The Six Man, with Marlon Wayans and them when the, his yeah. brother died and he turned to the goat. Oh, that's the only thing I knew about UW. I didn't know I knew Nirvana was there, and that's it. And so we wow. went there and you know took we we sucked our freshman year, but uh, my freshman year was me, Nate Robinson, and Brendan Roy. We mm. all went to UW, but we all came in three different ways. Nate had the football scholarship. Brandon, um, he, he wasn't eligible yet, so he joined us like halfway during the freshman year. And then I came because I was Romar's first recruit at the program. I did not know that. Nate yeah. Robinson had a football scholarship? Yeah, you do. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get a basketball. He switched over, I think, sophomore year or junior year. Man, that's Damn, fire, man. I had man. no idea. That's mm -hmm. like, I'm sitting here like, what? Yeah. You made me stop smoking up? Like, yeah. I'm like, wait, what? So, again, we had a lot of good pieces, but I was the only out-of-state kid at UW. Hence the, the Dominguez, like me and the only kid yeah. from Compton. So again, it was a lot of people from Seattle who were good hoopers, mm -hmm. but they didn't just they didn't know how to win yet. Mm -hmm. So again, my winning program, I came from Compton to Dominguez. I had Romar, the Compton guy. So luckily, I had a coach who's going to let me play hard and show the rest of them guys. Like I'm playing the people who work hard, yeah. and I'm an energy guy. So either you're going to play with me and, and 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 absorb my energy on the court, or you're not. Because if not, then you're going to stand right. out. So it took a year before we started winning and playing hard and playing together. Because mm -hmm. a lot of those guys was just good individual players. But I don't mean you're going to win as a team. Right. But by our sophomore year, we started winning. They started adjusting to the type of play I was doing, full court again, playing traps, mm -hmm. just speeding up the game. Because I'm not playing slow. Like, I move fast. So, That's tight. again, they understood how I played. Mm -hmm. And so my, my energy and my spirit was a part of the team. Now, I'm not saying I was the best talented player, but – the team followed my my heart and my my passion on the court. That's tight, man. I, the way you responded, I could tell. Did you ever get like thrown off with like parties and stuff like at school? Oh, I had stuff? the best college experience ever. I'm oh, not gonna Lord. get into all that. But oh, Lord. yeah, no, of course. I mean, you're in college. Come on, guys. Y'all didn't go to college. I went to college. What college you went to? <laughs> University of Hash Brown Town. Where's that? New Hampshire. Okay. UNH. I ain't going to ask you. Why? I went to a few places. I'm you from Compton, my bad. I went to Compton College too, though. Shout out to Compton College. But I went to UNLV first. Damn. 
Shout out Country Cottage. My boy Cottage. said I'm stereotyping yeah, you. I'm stereotyping. Damn, Bobby. That's cold, man. I know, right? But no, I only stayed for two months, so your stereotypical oh, vision was correct. Yeah. It was correct. <laughs> What'd you do? Oh, man. Just some bullshit, man. You know yeah. what I mean, man. But it's it's a part of growing up in Compton, right? Mm, no, growing up Compton. Just say don't say in. Why? Because I need that plug for my my company, growing up Compton. Gro- oh, okay. Say, don't say growing in. up Compton. Compton. He don't Damn. want me to say growing up. You're not saying we just gonna leave it on brand. Yes, growing up Compton. Thank I already you. got it. That's what I'm talking. Go get it tatted. Let's see how this interview goes. I hey, like you, the horn. You like, see, mm-hmm. man, shout out to Bobby mm-hmm. liking the horn, man. But yeah, no, right, let's get back to Seattle. Man, but Seattle is great. It don't rain a lot. It just seems like it might rain every day. Mm-hmm. It's just overcast, but it really don't rain that much. But a lot of people' moods are dictated by the weather. For me, I, I didn't care. So again, going to Seattle, I knew it was going to be cloudy and rainy and cold. <laughs> but I, I, them Seattle guys, all they do is hoop. So they don't, that's why they such good hoopers. Like when I went to Seattle, I thought Seattle was all white folks. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of no black people really. Yeah. But once I went there and got to actually know the city and the people and actually open up, and that's part of once you know learning and traveling the world. That was the first real stepping stone for me to open up and just appreciate where I was at. They were hoopers. Mm-hmm. It's just they didn't have that platform to be showcased yet. Because mm-hmm. I was in denial. So I'm like, y'all guys don't hoop in Seattle. Y'all, yeah. y'all buy Canada. What, what y'all doing? Mm-hmm. But they were hoopers. And now everybody <laughs> knows them for being hoopers. So shout out Seattle, all my UW people. That's right. And yeah. Who were some of the like toughest like players you played against at, when you was at UW? All right, so let me give you a dub story. So my senior year, after we already made the tournament, Sweet 16, we had a number one seed our junior year. So it was our senior, so it was me, Brandon, Jamal Williams, Charles Justin Denman, John Brockman. Uh, we had a good team that year. We made the mm-hmm. tournament, but we kept losing to Gonzaga because Gonzaga's in uh, Spokane, which is like in that corner, the armpit of Washington over there. But, you know, <laughs> Gonzaga's Gonzaga. Right. And, yeah, Adam Morrison that year. So, of course, he was a beast. Mm-hmm. You know, the media was – doing the Adam Morrison, J.J. Gretick thing, you yeah. know, you know that was the times. But we played them preseason uh, at UW. I, mean, I lost them all three years so far. So I'm like, I'm not losing to them our senior year. They, they had a good team, but we had a better team. So we mm-hmm. played them at home. Of course, he was averaging like 28, 30 in college. So he was a good player now. Yeah. And I'm a defensive guy, so I'm, I'm reasonable. I'm not going to yeah. say I'm going to lock him up to five points. He's going to get his points. Yeah. I'm just going to make it as hard as possible. That's right. Like, he's a scorer. Like, the offense is – He's a first, second, third option. You're not stopping a guy who gets three options in one play. Right. Like, especially if he's smart and he can't score. Like, but anyway, so it was a tough game. He made some tough shots. We won. I was That's happy. Right. I had a really good game. It was broadcast, national TV. And uh, after that, UW, I don't think they beat Gonzaga ever since. And Hit that was horn. back in 2006. Hit the horn. Shout out Gonzaga, man. Good program. But uh, we still made the tournament. We had a good run. We lost to UConn in the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. That's when they had Rudy Gay, Marcus Williams. And then the next game, they lost to George Mason. Man. And I... we supposed we was up five points with less than a minute against UConn. We lost in overtime. Wow. We had man. six guys foul out, too. The rest oh. rescrewed. And we played in D.C., so they had the home court. Yep. We would have beat oh. George Mason. We was, about, we was supposed to go to the Final Four that year. I'm bitter. I would be too. Bro. I didn't watch With the tournament for like three years after that. I was, I didn't even, no, I couldn't do it. Bro, you brought up a name that I, I haven't heard in a long time, Marcus Williams. I haven't mm, heard. Shout and, out Marcus. No, nah, for real, because he was a cool cat too. Yeah. He was from out here in the area. He he did his thing. Mm-hmm. Man, but that sucked, man. It is. I mean, it's all good. Only one team gets to win it all. 
But when you're a senior, like you know, like I want to end it on a good note. Yeah. But 99 percent of those seniors are not ended on a good note. Let's get back to the pro. How did it feel Uh-oh. about? No, no, no. The pros and cons. I like ah, to do that. So it's about the same moment. But how did it feel like being broadcasted like to the world like in that moment? I mean, as a freshman at Dominguez, I was 14, already put in that limelight because of our program. So by the time you get to college, you already got four or five years underneath your belt. So I was used to playing at the Pond, at the Forum, you know, because those are things we went to for NBA events. So when you get to stay, you go to Sacramento. Let it so be you played known. on those courts. So Let I'm, it be known. I, I'm just saying that looking back, that's what it was. So by the time yeah. you get to college, that's is nothing. Home courts. It's nothing. Like yeah. you used to playing in big arenas. Like Man. in high school, you know, I, I went to the forum where the Lakers was playing before they went to Staples. So when we got to play in the forum to go to state as a as a junior against mm-hmm. Redondo when Tyson got hurt, mm-hmm. I had a great game and we won. Everybody thought I was gonna lose and we yeah. went to state and we still won state that year without Tyson. I was there. But bro. I was at the forum. You were there? I was in so, the nosebleeds watching that game with so my dad. So to go to bro. that play in the forum that you went to the games with to watch the Lakers play, like that meant a lot at that age. You know, you like crazy. Oh, this is nuts. So again, to answer your question, when you get a tournament. You're like, no, nah, I've done stuff prior to get there. You still got to win, of course. But when you play basketball long enough on those courts, you don't focus on all that open space because mm-hmm. you, yep. you're just locked in on the court. That's beautiful, man. I literally remember that showing up because I remember I thought I was going to see Tyson play that day. Mm-hmm. He sprained he, his ankle against Inglewood yep. the game before. And he, he was out there when they took the picture, but he was hurt, though. And it was like, I'll never forget that, bro. That's crazy. That is crazy. But the Arrowhead Pond, bro. It's now what the Honda Center? Uh, yeah, it's the, it's the no, no, it's, it's the yeah, it's mm. out Anaheim. Yeah, oh, where the Ducks play and right, yeah, it's like the Honda Center now. Yeah. But mm. what I played in that too, bro. Like yeah. that, it's nothing like that, no, y'all. Being on that school bus, head oh, over, my got your uniform on, or you change what you get. Like that's see, we didn't get great. to we didn't get to play our state game. We played our state game. At, I mean, not at the Staples. We played it in uh, Sacramento at the Arco Arena. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, bro, like that feeling, man. You literally stepping on the same court. You as, watching all these guys step on. Now at you're that on the moment, same court. it's like I'm thinking, like, wait, Chris Webber played up. Vladi Divac was right here. Like, oh, Jason Williams played on this court. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, it's lit, bro. Like, it's no feeling like that, bro. Yeah. And then going, like you said, with your Compton friends, enjoying this moment that you would have never thought would happen. I didn't went to South Carolina. New Jersey, mm-hmm. like literally crazy play Hawaii, um, like Damn. it's crazy, bro. Yeah. Like literally crazy that being in that program, it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like literally a blessing, and it was just like you know what? I'm about to do anything I could do to stay on this team, bro. <laughs> I'm showing up with you know uh, what we have outfits like sweatsuits, shoes. Yeah, I'm here, good, man. I'm hearing Tyson good. in Tyson days. He pulling up to the school in the suburban in the quad area, bumping mute like heart. This is lit, oh, yeah, bro. Those other stories, right there. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what. Did you yeah. re, did you witness any of that? Yeah, Tyson had a different car every year in high school. That's public knowledge. Damn. That is Damn. so tight, well, that, bro. That's the thing about playing basketball. I've been able to play till I was 38. And I still play, but I mean, like, getting paid to do it. Um, Man, you want to play a one-on-one? Talking about you get paid. Uh, I got, got a, I got a thousand go. on it. There you go. Talking about, don't come there up here go. talking about you still playing, be looking at me and stuff. I'm like just you saying. So, I, like you said, I don't, know, don't be looking like that either. You're supposed I, to be on my side. I know I'm supposed to be on your side, but. 
What he got Saul Langston right here. You want so you could guard Saul. I mean, how do we get to this? Me? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was a I was trying to give you a compliment. No, I know. I'm about, just playing. I'm about that. about hooping, man. Hooping was the first, and track gave me a chance to travel outside of Compton. Yeah. And I'm I'm a really observant person. I love to learn just by traveling. I don't like. To, I mean, I like learning through books and teachers, but that's traditional stuff. Like the best way to learn is to travel. So playing basketball almost allowed me to visit every state in America mm-hmm. in high school. Or mm-hmm. when I was, I've been to almost every state now. I've been to almost 30 countries because of basketball. Mm-hmm. I played in the NBA for only two years. I got drafted. You know, I had a good stint, but the NBA didn't want me no more. Mm-hmm. But basketball still allowed me to travel the world and live maybe not a 1% life like the NBA. I still lived a 2% life. <laughs> Like that's what it's about. I'm not worried about not being able to live that one percent life. Cause I'm still living a two percent life playing basketball to travel the world. Bro, you you made it. Yeah, you made it. But a lot of guys are focused on that one percent. Like if you don't do yeah. that, then anything else is a loss. Nah, negative. And that's the wrong mindset to have. It's totally the wrong mindset to have. There's all these other leagues. There's all these other opportunities. You saw the entire world through basketball. Yeah. Got getting paid for it too. When not always on time though. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about that in some of these other leagues. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. That's part of the story. No, nah, like, give me some of uh, your memories in the NBA days. Yeah, like. so after UW, I got drafted. Mm-hmm. I think I was early second round. I don't even remember what number I was. That's how much I don't care. I think I was like 37 or 32. Hold on, man. Hold up. What? Why you don't care? I mean, I could just tell people I don't know the number. Like, I just don't oh, okay. remember I'm what like, number. Oh, okay. I'm like, hold on, man, because I felt something there. No, like, I just mean I don't know the number. So I just shows how much okay. I don't care about. Like, I was the 35th pick. Okay, like, I was about to say, part. yeah. No, you know, I care. All right, I was about to say, come I on. I care. Man. He knew what round. <laughs> yeah, I was early second round, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I didn't. I was it in New York and nothing, but I had a pretty good idea I was going to get drafted. Mm-hmm. But every guy thinks that until you actually get drafted, right? Unless you're in New York and you're walking on that stage. Mm-hmm. You don't know, but you hope you do. So I was right. at home in Compton uh, in my room by myself. I didn't want to be around nobody. I actually went to a matinee movie that day. I saw Superman, the, the worst Superman there was. I forget, It was like a one and done. But I just wanted to stay distracted. And then mm-hmm. the draft happened. I was supposed to either get drafted by New York, but they chose Ronaldo Balkman because we were similar players. And he went to St. John's. So he, was, he had the New York thing already going. But behind the scenes, I was told, like, you might get, you know, late first rounder by New York, but – they got mm-hmm. Balkman, and then I got drafted technically by the Timberwolves, but it was through the Sixers. So I was at home. My agent called me, and when I saw him call me, you know, I'm excited. Like, All right, he got some good news probably. I answered. He's like, Bobby, I'm on the phone with the GM from the Sixers. I'm like, cool. And they was like, hey, we're going to – I mean, the Timberwolves are going to draft you, but we already talked to him. We're already going to make a trade. So they're drafting you for us. You're coming to Sixers. And so as they're telling me that, I'm just smiling. And then my dad, because I went to the den back by then, my dad saw mm-hmm. me smiling. He's like, you got drafted. And then literally like one minute after we talked, it was announced on TV. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, oh, so that's how it was done. Who was on the Sixers at that time? So Maurice Cheeks was the head coach. Mm-hmm. That, my rookie year was the year AI got traded. Mm-hmm. So that was Damn. my rookie year. Damn. Yeah. So it was a great rookie year because oh. I could say I played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But looking back, getting drafted by that franchise, Hell yeah. which was a horrible franchise. They were losing. It was in a winning environment. But I was happy to get drafted. So, again, mm-hmm. you're happy you're there. But looking back, I, I'm a team player. Like, I work hard. I'm a, I do all the dirty work. I'm, I, I don't get all the credit unless you have a really high basketball IQ and understand – all the different roles guys need on the team. Mm-hmm. So to make it to the NBA, I need to be put on a franchise I was already winning. 
-hmm. So I fit into the winning environment. But as a team player, if you get drafted by a losing franchise that's not winning, yeah. I'm not a standout guy that they're going to just say, keep him. You know, I'm yeah. a team player. So, again, sometimes I think I was better off not getting drafted and then letting my agent pick the team for me instead of letting, you know, looking back. But I was happy to be in the league now. Don't get me right. wrong. I got right. some stories. Yeah. I got one good story. I'll tell you about Philly already. Uh, yeah. All right, all right. So, <laughs> he said, yeah. 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 Let's get viral. Yeah. So, um, my rookie year, uh, me, Lou Will, Lou Williams, he was one. He he's younger than me, but he was already in the league for one year because he got drafted out of high school. Okay. Andre Iguodala, who I played against in college, so he was already there. So us three kind of hung out a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And we was on a plane. I don't know what city, but we was on a road trip heading somewhere. And AI and a couple of them other guys used to like play Ray, which was a card game. They would bring bags of money. They would gamble. We'd be watching, just like, oh man, look at all that money they gambling, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so we had our own table, me, Lou, and Andre called it, it was Bure, but the JV table we called the it. JV so table. We didn't put that much money, right. but we still wanted to play. Right, right, but, right. But uh, we we in the air, right? And uh, sometimes, you know, guys, we like to heckle or, you know, give the younger players a hard time. So with Lou, everybody kept saying, you know, he kept calling him Sprite. That was his nickname. Sprite. Sprite, yeah. But the reason why they called him Sprite, I, I don't know who made this story up, but back in the day, Lou Will hung out with Bow Wow a lot because they were young, you know, mm -hmm. from Atlanta. <laughs> and so it was an episode of Cribs, and Bow Wow was giving a tour of his house. And Lou Williams was actually in the background with his friends just hanging out because yeah. that's what you do. Like, oh, we doing Cribs today. Coming through? Okay. So he was in the background. So they made a joke saying that Bow Wow was like, yeah, this is my game room. This is my arcade. Hey, hey, Luke, go grab me a Sprite. Anyway, so this is the <laughs> So that was the joke, right? Yeah. And, and the older guys just take that to Lou. So Lou had to just take it like, ha ha, that's funny, guys. You know, mm -hmm. play it off. But this one time, Andre wanted to make the joke. Okay. And Andre, our age, so Lou yeah. like, hold on, you can't be doing that, you know. <laughs> but Andre just kept calling him Sprite, Sprite, Sprite. So Lou go, Andre, you call me Sprite one more time, we're going to have a problem. Oh, so now shit. everybody getting quiet, they, they stop gambling, everybody looking, oh, Andre, you about to say it again? They looking at him, yeah. what do you think Andre did? I think he called him I Sprite He said Sprite one more time. Yeah. Lou goes over the table, they start tussling and everything. <laughs> what? Nobody's breaking it up. And then uh, Henry Bibby, who was assistant at that time, he's like, y'all not going to break it up. So he came back there, broke it up. But, again, we were all friends, but that's just how it is. You know, it was a – Wait, Looking wait, back, it was wait. a great story. Because seeing how their careers planned, you know, played out. Back then, they was just my teammates. Like, they didn't win nothing yet. They didn't have awards, NBA championship, MVP, finals MVP, none of that. Mm -hmm. We were just young guys still not sure where our careers were going to go. Squabbling on the plane. Yeah, we had a good team, actually. We just said we had Kyle Korver. Chris Webber, AI, Willie Green, um, Rodney Carney. They drafted Rodney in the first round, and me and him were similar players. Mm -hmm. So, again, mm -hmm. I was happy to be drafted, but I'm like, man, I'm not set up to win right now. We're yeah. not winning. They just drafted another guy in my position first round, so he's going to give more time to me. Mm -hmm. We had uh, AI, Andre Godala, Cal Corver, Willie Green, all sharing, four of those four sharing two positions, and then I got Rodney with me. So, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to play. <laughs> But I'm happy to be Damn. there. So, again, you know, I think it's harder to stay in the NBA than it is to make it to the NBA. I mm. ask a lot of people that, like, you think it's hard to make it or to stay? Mm. But depending on your situation, you might say it's hard to make it. Mm -hmm. I think it's hard to stay because there's a whole new rules of politics and everything else right. that comes along with it. Yeah. Egos, and money. Because look how fast the game didn't change now. Yeah. Like People the making decisions the that I don't even know about my career. Hmm. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. How yeah, no that, control. How does that make you feel? It's a business. The National Business Association, they call it, too. 
Mm. So again, until you get there, you don't really learn. Cause you, I'm a good guy. I work hard. Yeah. That sometimes that still ain't good enough for them. They gotta make what they think is the best choice, or their job is on the off, on the line, or they're gonna get fired. So again, it was tough. AI got traded like midway through the season. So you know how he is. Like y'all yeah. trade me? Oh well, fuck it. I'm really not showing up. Yeah. So again, that, that affected me because I'm a young guy and I, I need to I need to win. I need I need to stay in the NBA. But I got traded to Denver after that, so I was back with AI, mm -hmm. but now with Carmelo and Kenyon and J.R. Smith. So I, that was a that was another team. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. God, now now that but that's part of a winning team, though, isn't it? We did win a little bit. We had George Carr, who's the head coach that mm -hmm. year. But I, you know, I still didn't play a lot, mm. and then I, I got cut in January, like. Two days before my birthday, mm -hmm. they cut me. They brought me in. It was like, yeah, we're not going to let you back, bring you back for the remainder of the year. Mm -hmm. And actually, the team we played that game was the Sixers. They was in town playing against wow. us. So I'm like, I already know I'm about to get cut. And everybody's like, hey, Bob, good luck. We see you all here. You know, yeah. and I didn't have, I didn't tell them. Like, yeah. I'm about to get cut. I just yeah. played it off. Kevin but G. That's what it is in the NBA. So, yeah. so on the pros and cons, how was it like, did you get any like good, like, um, how could I say this, like motivational standpoints from like Carmelo and AI and JR? Oh, was, yeah. they, was they super I, I cool? I learned a lot from being around Chuck. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm, I'm always rolling by myself. I never had mm -hmm. a lot of people with me. Like, right. Again, I already stand out. I'm tall. I'm black. I don't need a bunch of people around me while I'm in the NBA. I got my friends. They visited me from time to time. But when I was with them, you know, I'm their teammate. So, again, whenever they did parties or clubs, mm -hmm. I always rolled with them. I'm like, of right. course I'm going to go with you. What city yeah. we? Every city they had a club going on. Mm -hmm. Either AI, Melo, or Kenyon. Give me a club party with AI, bro. Man, again, man, I just, I just was observant. <laughs> nah, no. With how many uh, bottles did you see? That's all you got to answer. All right, I'll tell you one story, strip club story. Let's go. So, so let's go. You go. Hit it. Button. This is what we're here for. All right. So this was in Philly. So uh, Andre was like, "Hey, man, one year every year when we go on the road." Chuck gonna give us some money to go to strip club and we're gonna have a blast. I was like, really? I was like, how much you gonna give? He's like, man, about a thousand maybe. So I'm made like, all right, well, let's go on this road trip. Yeah. So we go on this road trip and then, you know, Chuck or one of his boys was like, yeah, we're about to go to the strip club. I'm Chuck, like, wait, you, you didn't give us the nickname. Who's Chuck? Bubba Chuck. Who? That's AI name. That's what they call him, Chuck. That's fucking You never new, knew that? No. That's, yeah. You keep saying Chuck, and I'm like, man, I gotta, man, I need to find. I'm gonna yeah, ask I thought him. that. I thought they was tripping. I'm like, why they call him? And it was no. just a childhood nickname, so See? that's what they call him. Y'all hear it first. I guarantee you, they didn't know that. Uh, guarantee. Well, now you know. So we went on the road. Of course, AI like he gave everybody a stack, and like like we were on a field trip. I'm like, thank you, AI. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know, I was really cheap. I didn't like spending money at the strip club. Like, I like my own money. I that's had a right. daughter too, mm -hmm. so. That's right. But if somebody gave me some money, I'm on. I took half of it and kept it, of course. Okay. And then the other five hundred, you know, I, I did what hey. I did. But yeah, AI was good for that. And again, I, I can't judge anybody because I can only talk about the reality or relationship I had. Right. Every time I was around him, he respected me. Yeah. He treated me good. He gave me advice. But if he's around other people, and I'm not there. Everybody has a different story or a different mm -hmm. version. So again, I, I appreciated all the time I was with him. I learned a lot mm -hmm. just to see how people like him dealt with folks day to day. Yeah. People always wanted so much from him, money, time, whatever. And I'm just looking, taking notes just because, like I said, I'm an observant person. So I, I can only imagine to be in that, you know, on that stage and all that pressure and people just nitpicking and, you know, it, it's tough. It's tough. Man. 
on man that's tight that you was around though bro though like man people would like really be stoked out to oh be, the first like, time i met him so when i got like, drafted AI. i said i'm about to be alan iverson teammate so bro. that's the first thing that crossed mm -hmm. my mind so the first time i saw him because we i flew in early before uh training camp and I was already training or working out. And he walked in. So, of course, when I see him walking, I'm like, there go AI. So, I'm practicing. I'm like, should I say hi now? Should I wait? Yeah. Because, you know, you got to get over with. That's my teammate now, right? Yeah. So, after practice, I think he went to get trained or taken care of or whatever. So, finally, I went up to him. I was like, what's up, man? I'm Bobby. You know, nice to meet you, man. Big fan. Yeah. He didn't say nothing. He just kept walking. <laughs> I'm like, all he right, well, I did what I got to do. I yeah. you know who I am. Like, I didn't expect him to talk to me for 30 minutes or something after that. But as you know, once we started seeing each every day, like we became better. I think was my locker by his? No, it wasn't by his. But yeah, no, again, man, man that's I, tight. I got bro. a lot of stories, but that's yeah, tight. good guy. Shout out, shout, shout out, Chuck, out man. That was a man. tight AI story. It was kind of a lame strip club story, but you got one? <laughs> nah, not for this one. <laughs> okay, oh, I got another one. They used to make me on the road beat their security on the at the airports while yeah. they gambled, because fans and people would come up to them ask for signatures. And so they didn't have security with them, so they would make the rookie stand there, <laughs> and we would have to stop people. Like, no, I'm sorry, you can't. Yeah. And we had to hey, be the bearer of bad news. Loki, at this point though, like you feel cool doing yeah, that no, though. Like, man, rookie. I'm about this is my boy. I was, like, I was Chuck's rookie. Like, yeah. I was his. Every year, you know, a vet has a rookie. No mm -hmm. matter if you go grab these, bring these to the plane before we fly out, do something. Like that was I was AI's rookie. That's like equivalent yeah. to saying I'm, I'm KD's rookie or I was Jordan's rookie. Yeah. Like for that year, I was AI's rookie. Bro. That's who I was. The questions, I need them kicks, man. Mm. He got a pair of questions, too. That's yeah. like I never wore Reeboks in my life. I wear those. Yeah. Man, that, you just made me, like, think about <laughs> something, bro. Y'all was Nike when we had, when I was at the D, they made us go Reebok, man. Mm. We was Reebok, man. Are you sorry about that? Yep. Because, like, you know, when you're a youngster looking up to these guys, Paul's, you feel what I'm saying? Like, they got <laughs> Nikes on, everybody just suited up, like. You like, man, I'm gonna go there. Yeah, we, had, we get there, we get it. My first year, Trayvon Freed, uh, Free. David Nichols, Tao Alo, Jason Murdoch. Tao, Alo. You feel what I'm saying? They, we had Adidas. Them motherfuckers hurt. Mm. We had the pro models. Oh my God. Mm. Woo! We got uh, at least eight pair of different shoes at Dominguez. For sure, for sure. We had we about had like six five. different sets of jerseys. Yep, we had like four. Wow. We we got shoes before like NBA players like that was we used to have to connect to the shoes more than they did. How did it feel playing, and your name is on the banners up in mm. there, bro? Well, when you practice and you see other like JT and them names already up there, you're like, all right, I gotta get my name up there too. So what? Yeah. I took my son back to the school. Yeah. I was like, you see that up there? He was like, Dad, that's my name. Mm. Yes, it is. But but the cold part the cold part about that is. In the trophy case, there's no trophies, there's no pictures. There's no history of us. Was Mr. Richardson your principal? For a couple of years. Fuck yeah. Mr. Richardson! Oh, damn. Your bitch ass. Oh, wow. That's why none of it was up there. Mr. Richardson, I had no problems with you, sir. Nah, hell Hope no. life is true. We don't get no harm. Come on, man. Don't give him no harm, man. Damn. damn. I'm sorry. You gotta... I ain't got nothing bad to say. I ain't got nothing good either. But no, nah, he was the reason we didn't get to get <laughs> oh, the... You feel what I'm saying? I thought this he expelled to... you or something. No, nah, he's a bitch. Oh, jeez. He didn't expel me. He's a bitch. You didn't get what? Man, what you didn't get? Man, no, not me. He oh, was just okay. supposed to show the team, like, some more love around okay. campus, bro. Uh, like, he was acting like a bitch. Yeah. Y'all got a bitch uh, thing to play? Uh, bitch? No. See? Too short? You ain't got too wow. short? Wow. Come on, guys. Wow. Stuff he you said, game put up. the bitch. 
Man, sorry, Mr. Richardson, but I got to say it one more time. You was a bitch. All right, let's get back to the NBA. So two years, NBA was cool. It was great. Uh, After that, they cut me. Remember I told you they cut me in Denver. I got signed three days later on a 10-day with the Memphis Grizzlies. Can we say released? I don't like the word cut. Like, can we just say you was released? Yeah, fine. Yeah, because you got game, bro. Yeah. Ain't fuck that cut You can't take it personal because, I learned it was a business. It was a process. I know, but, yeah, released is a a part of the process word as well. But everything happens for a reason. So Now, the next part of this story, the next half of the season, was all because I got released. I got signed by the Grizzlies for a 10-day, went there, First time ever getting a 10-day. Well, you know, I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Got 10 days to impress them. Maybe there's two, three games in that window. You might play, you might not. Maybe somebody hurt. Mm-hmm. Maybe the team is already losing. They just want to bring new guys in to try them out. Maybe the team is winning. They just want to bring guys in to try them out, but they're not going to play. It, it's a lot of factors. Again, there's so many things to, to factor in. But I went to the Grizzlies, was barely playing. They had Powell Gasol still before they traded him to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Mike Miller, um, Damon Stoudemire. Uh, but kindly, he was a rookie, so he barely played. Kyle um, from Toronto, Lowry. Lowry, he was on the bench. He wasn't playing at all. Damn. Rudy Gay was on the team. He was hurt, Casey Jacobson. So, again, it was the last day of my 10-day. I still had, like, two days left, but it was the last game. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We played against the Sonics. It was the last season. Oh, the Sonics was there, and that's when KD was a rookie. I was about to say, you know where I'm Kevin going. Durant. So, Eve. Sonic sucked that year, but KD was mm-hmm. a rookie. He playing okay. We played him at home. Rudy Gay was sick or hurt, so he wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. Casey Jacobson usually is who backs him up off the court. They were supposed to start him. Ten minutes before the game start, one of the assistant coaches come to me and was like, hey, you're about to start. I'm like, what? I thought Whoa. Casey about to start. He's like, oh, we forgot to take him off the injury reserve list. So if you don't – he was on injury reserve list, so if you don't take it off by a certain time, he's ineligible to play Can't now. Right. So that's why I was getting thrown into the starting lineup. So, of course, I'm like, well – this is it, man. I, this is what this is what you need, right? This is the situation. Did you feel like, damn, I should have went harder in the warm-ups? Or, oh. what's going on, man? Oh, I shouldn't have ate that spaghetti I, last night. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember what I ate part of that game. But as I said, I'm an energy guy, man. So, all that energy in me was like, hey, you, we supposed to beat them anyway. So, we, go. we beat them by like 20. I end up, and I start off sticking KD and everything. I end up having... 22, 23 points, mm. 13 mm. rebounds, and seven assists. Horn. Horn. Oh, hold on. We won't get one of those. 22 points. Oh, dang. One more but- time. 22 points. 13 rebounds. Let's go. Damn, I'm killing this right now. You got it. Seven assists. Okay. And three steals. All right. After that game, I'm like, they about to keep my ass. There's no way they, they ain't let me go, right? No. They even put me on the side. I did the interview at the end. I ain't never had one of those yet. So it's oh. like hella awkward. So I'm thinking, like, all right, they interviewed me. I must be staying. I go in the locker room. No, 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 no. No, don't. No, hell no. Stop uh, right there, bro. Right, How did it feel when you was walk, about to walk through the tunnel and you uh. like, you like, hold up. I just balled out, and then here come this little motherfucker. Hey, Bobby Jones, man, can I speak to you for a second, man? What, how'd you feel about the game? It's a thing every kid dreams of, right? Yeah. You're right. You're right. Like, I wish I had said something funnier looking back. <laughs> but I said, I was, I was, you know, I said the political correct answers. <laughs> 
But looking back now, I'm like, man, you should have acted a fool, man. That shit would have been, been way more memorable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would have yeah. been. Well, I was a very mild mannered, you know, I, I, I don't overdo it, you know, I'm not that type of person. But looking back to tell people, yeah, you went for 23, 7, 13, and 7 on KD, he probably don't remember the game. He might. Maybe no. he does now. No, yeah. for sure. He don't he really, do. no, he, he wanted to see. He's not going to remember that damn game. They sucked that year. Bro. But you, I remember. That's my You story. remember games about your rookie year? Oh, yeah. I, you got, all, I got the footage now. For, oh, oh, don't trip. What I Coach asked for a o copy of that game. I was like, give me that CD, please. All right. Coach yeah. O used to say, film don't lie. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'd seen your ass. Mm. Film don't lie. <laughs> and it, like, Damon damn. Stoudemire, who wasn't playing at the time, I sat next to him in the locker room and I sat down. Because, you know, the, the interview people are about to come at me. Chris Wallace, who's the GM, he quickly grabbed me. He's like, we're signing you to another 10-day. And he walked off. So my mama, oh, hell yeah. So Because, you know, they was going to ask me, so what's the situation? You know, they didn't know. So he yeah. hit that. So I knew immediately I had another 10-day. So, again, Damon Stoudemire, who's sitting next to me, he's just in awe. Because he was like, this little nigga who was just doing Because I understand his position now. And yeah. he just looked at me. He's like, carpe diem, carpe diem. Seize right. the day. That's and that's right. literally what I did. I got another 10-day. Then they let me go. So that one game literally just gave me another 10-day. They didn't want to keep me for the rest of the year. So, again, that sucked. But after that, I got signed by Houston for a 10-day. Didn't stay. Then I got signed by Miami for a 10-day. Uh-huh. They let me go. Then I got signed by San Antonio for a 10-day. Out of all those 10 days, how was Miami, though, when you were when you was Miami out was the worst. <laughs> yes. You know why? Why? Because I played in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for like a week because I went to the G League mm-hmm. at that time, not the D League. Mm-hmm. Or the D League, not the G I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But I was there, and that's, I left from South Dakota to go to South Beach when mm-hmm. they called me up. So I went out every night as if I was on vacation <laughs> for one. Because by then, that's my fourth team. Like, they probably not keeping me, man. He, mm-hmm. We suck. Like, D-Wade wasn't playing. That's the year they sucked and got the number one pick and drafted Beasley that following year. So they was purposely trying to lose. Oh, I got a Pat Riley story, though. All right, so when I got signed, yeah, yeah. So when I got signed, you know, they was like, hey, Pat, want to speak to you in his office. Everybody knows, you know, Pat Riley, right? Right. Back from the Lakers. So I ain't never talked to him. I go in the room. I sit down. And I guess he does with everybody because he's a talker, apparently. So he sat me down. He's like, hey, we want to welcome you here, man. You got a great chance to be on the team, blah, blah, blah. And he just loves talking. He loves telling stories. Great storyteller. Mm. And Spolstra wasn't even the coach yet. He was still the coach, Pat. But he was like, yeah, Spolster is about to take the Rams and he's going to lead the chart. Like, he had this whole vision already yeah. laid down. And I'm listening to him like, why is he telling me all this shit? I'm on a 10-day. Mm-hmm. Like, but he just loved talking. So, again, they was already, like, thinking about the future. I had really good games with them. And then they cut me or released me. Mm-hmm. And that one was devastating because I was really playing good. But they was losing. They was tanking. They didn't care yeah. about nothing. So, literally, from going from South Beach, I went back to South Dakota. That was the most depressing shit ever. Oh, man. You ever been to South Dakota? Hell Sioux no. Sioux Falls? I don't, hell no. Mm-hmm. I don't even, well, no. who? After having good games, being released already four times by team, it's like dating a movie star, and then she dumps you. Mm-hmm. You get another movie star, she dumps you. Mm-hmm. Then you get another movie star. She, so you're thinking like, oh, I keep getting these movie stars, but none of them want to stay with me. Something, right. something must not be right with me. No. That's what you start thinking, though. I feel you. But it, it was, it, and I'm 23 years old. So, again, you got to factor all that in, man. Like, that's trauma, too. That's trauma. But yeah, niggas like, yeah. oh, you're an NBA, man. You should be happy. That's trauma, bro. I feel like. Trauma is trauma. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh-oh. Like, I think that shit cool as fuck. 
It's cool to tell it now. No, because like that's bro, my livelihood. Like a lot of people don't okay, say you know how we went to different spots playing with from like Polly and Dominguez. We've mm-hmm. seen the world, right? Bro, you got on different type of times. Like to me, that's tight. I know you feel like they was ten days, but shit. Yeah. I'll take two. Mm. I, man, if I could go but out once there and you get, get it, two day, But once you get it and yeah. now you see it, you want right. more, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not in your shoes, Bobby. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. But I Once get you it. get it, you want more. And then when you don't True. get it, now you just feel like me instead of the dude who wants to be in my position. Just like I want to be in the next man position. So, again. I, I know it's a kid right now that's going to watch this and be like, bro, Bobby, I would want to do that shit too. Mm. Straight you, up. You want, it's a goal. It's a, you're still achieving a goal. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But you want that goal to last longer than what it did. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that's sad. Because you, you know you belong there. You made it there. You want to stay there. But literally, it's not up to you always. Right. So, you know, I kept it moving. After that, uh, I went to Italy. I was like, no, I went to the, the G League for a year. And uh-huh. then I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I was back there. <laughs> and that experience, like, I was like, All right, I'm out of here. I made this mm-hmm. NBA. I achieved the dream. I, it, staying in the NBA don't define me. I made mm-hmm. it. I achieved it. I got pictures. I got jerseys. I got stories. That's what I was going to ask about the I gotta, jerseys. I got to keep making money. I gotta, I'm got i young. I got to travel the world now. Like, again, mm-hmm. I saw that. I was like, that's probably going to make me better off than staying in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I might have four more kids. I might be divorced. I might be married. Mm-hmm. I might have more stress. I might have some more money, but money ain't everything. Mm-hmm. I want to travel the world. So I, after that G League year, I went to Italy, and I stayed there for 12 years. How'd your family feel about you going like over uh, there? They're happy for me. My mm-hmm. immediate family, my daughter, she was still young. Shout out to Aaliyah. She's Shout 15, out to baby lives girl. in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough for that because I only see her three months out of the year mm-hmm. for 12 years. And she was born my rookie year in the NBA. So again, I was always traveling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I try my best to talk to her and when I'm back, see her and everything. But still, I'm only there for three months. Phone calls and, you know, Zooms, all that helps when they're little, but. You're not, you know, I, I don't see it no different than being in jail. But like, watch this, though. Watch this. See how you felt about the 10 days? Mm-hmm. I guarantee you none of that mattered to her. Mm. You Superman, bro. Pros, I hope so. Pros and cons. Yeah. Remember I was I, saying. I, I try to tell her that, but kids don't listen to their parents all the time. Bro, you get on the phone with her, all she knows is, my dad, oh, my dad yeah. is dog. She know it now because she gets to maybe tell her friends and brag. Yeah. But still, it's, in that moment, I just feel like I wasn't doing my part. But I have to take care of my family. Right. So, right. again, there's the trade-off. Mm-hmm. But she didn't know that. She's young. Kids don't know that yet till they get older. So who told you about these opportunities in playing in Italy? Did you have an agent working yeah, for you? Yeah, shout out Joe Bell. That was mm-hmm. my agent in America. Um, you know, he chose or whoever he knew, his Italian agent, they, they chose Italy for me. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right, we got a team in Italy. I was like, all right, let's do it. After summer league, I played with the Nuggets again. With Dante Jones, he outplayed me that summer league, so they kept him. And that's when he had his great – that's when the Nuggets went to the Western Conference Finals. Nice. Because that was supposed to be my year to come back. After I made all those trips, Denver signed me back for the year. Mm. But it was only until August, and then I got to keep it guaranteed. But after summer league, they went with Dante Jones, and he fit perfectly. You know, I I was like, damn, that should have been me. But, Mm. again, I was like, you know, I'm in Italy. I'm I'm living my best life. I got to deprogram from all the American distractions and bullshit Mm -hmm. and reprogram all the stuff I wanted to do, skill set, mentality, good work ethics, learned Italian a little bit. took, Mm. like, three years, but I finally started learning, appreciating the geography, the history, and I I embraced it. I I know just as many people in basketball in Italy as I do outside of basketball there. 
hmm. businesses, teachers, lawyers, everything. I, I fully, again, just like Seattle, I opened up and embraced where I was at. I didn't say, I'm the American. You need to value, you know, it's not about you. That's so right. once you were there, did you have aspirations of coming back, making back to the NBA? Were you happy where you were? No, looking back, I should have did summer league a couple more years. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I was too old, and I was 24 years old at that. Which I was, I'm not doing crazy. summer. For, for one, after being gone for nine months, I wanted to take a break. I didn't want to just play more basketball. Because, mm -hmm. again, I knew the politics of summer league. There's mm -hmm. some teams that have 20 guys on their team for summer league. You know you're not playing, but you can just say, I was on a summer league team. So I, I didn't want to waste my, my summer having to do that and waste – like, my time was short. So, again, I should have kept trying looking back. But, you know, I didn't. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I gave up. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I'd rather give up and then say they didn't want me no more. Right. Because they already gave me the first time when they didn't sign me back. Right. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to keep it moving. I'm not going to keep trying to. Y'all know what I do. Right. I already got drafted. Y'all know what I bring to the table. I get buckets. I lock people up. Yeah. What's the big old deal? If you don't want to bring me in, then nothing is going to change in summer league. So, again, that was my logic. So, but Italy's the best, man. Y'all been to Europe? Italy? Nah. Actually, 80's going there right now. You ever been yeah. out the country? Mexico yeah. and Canada does not count. Sorry. Nah. Aruba, once. Right. About uh, being out there, like, I've, I know a few players that went out there, and they used to always complain about the food. Mm. Complain? Where, yeah. What country? They was all over the place, bro. People oh, was going. Did I just say Italy's yeah. not? Like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just making sure. Mm -hmm. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Because you, you know, remember we, Italy? Yeah, I know that, but I'm just making sure <laughs> because Italy, some, they sometimes. They gonna get you, man. Don't do that. Man, Italians, boy. Man, I know about the mafia. <laughs> that's that. where we, that's where we got the culture I'm, from. I'm with from that, them man. Italians. I'm with that. But now, so what, was you what? um like out there playing? How how like how was that? Yeah, like how did that make you feel? My first two years in Italy was tough because again. I, it's a new environment. Like, I love learning and traveling now, but still, you still have to adjust. So it took two years before I finally, like, you know, I got all this free time. I need to use this productively, mm -hmm. not just to play video games and watch movies all day, mm -hmm. which what, what I was doing my first two years. So after that, I started rediscovering my writing because, like I said, I got my bachelor's in writing. I started, you know, blogging and just traveling and documenting stuff. So you mm -hmm. always had that passion for writing. Oh, I, I love I know stories. we kind of like scanned yeah, yeah. over it no, early on. We're going to get back to that. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's what I'm doing now. So growing up, looking back, I love writing. Like I used to record songs off the radio mm -hmm. on the stereo with the little cassette tapes. Mm -hmm. And then to learn a song, I would play it, stop it, write it down. Like I wrote the lyrics down to the song and then I would read it. Like I don't know how many kids did that, but I just love doing that. Like mm -hmm. looking back, that was writing. Right. Again, um, in high school, I, I loved telling, writing short stories. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer for a lot of years when I was a kid. Then I realized how much time it took. So I was like, all right, writing That's is tight. a good compromise. Mm -hmm. And once I got to college, I didn't like taking tests. I studied and I still sucked. So, again, when you write, you can have two, three people check your papers, and it's going to get good. Mm -hmm. But you just got to start the process. So once I realized that, I was like, okay, I'm going to get my degree in writing. That's tight, so, bro. Yeah. But you even, like, thought about being a lawyer growing up. I just tried to be like my dad and be a barber. Mm. Yeah, like, the fact that you always had that in the tight, back. Bro. I learned to come out here in Italy, though, because you, you learn them skills because you don't trust people no more. <laughs> yeah. So my first year, I, now I could cut my hair with ease. But until I got to Italy, I never tried. Because, you know, I was used to just going to a barber. Mm -hmm. So now those are skill sets. I can, if the barber ain't open, I can line myself up. I line myself up before I came here. Bro, so. I've seen, like, a few highlights because, you know, obviously we have to do our homework before yeah. we interview Public somebody. Stalking. But, bro, like, the highlights you got overseas, crazy. Crazy, bro. Like, you was really on some, like, 
I'm fast and athletic, like, man. I can mad jump. man shit. Like, I'm looking like that's the Bobby Odstein in high school and mm. in college right there. Yeah, he just yeah. taking shit the court. off. The, yeah. It Bro. took time, though. It's, it's hard to play in Europe as an American because it's not your style no more. Right. You got to have a coach that rocks with you. Again, all those things I told you, those politics and mm -hmm. high school or college. Same thing in Italy. Mm. Like, just because you're over there don't mean they're going to let you be the man. Or it might be a local player that don't want you. Like, it's so much stuff to factor in, too. So, again, it took me two years to finally find a coach that rocked with me, find a GM that rocked with me. Because mm -hmm. once you get to know them, now you don't need anybody else to help you out. But the thing about overseas, most guys bounce from country to country, which means you got to start off, start over, relearning who's that coach. Or, you know, so I stayed in Italy. I was like, you know, I'm going to figure Italy out. I'm not going to try to know the country. Now I know all the coaches, all the GMs after five, yeah. six years because they're like, oh, you keep coming back. Oh, you learn the language. Oh, because I stood out now. Yeah. I'm not a typical American. They usually, mm -hmm. Every year is a new two, two to five new Americans. Like, they don't usually keep the same guys. Mm -hmm. So, again, you have to stand out to them because that's their country. That's right. So I didn't know that then, but as I stayed in the same country, I figured out all the politics, and I Tapped was able to steal at least three, four more years of playing. Because mm -hmm. they could easily sign a younger guy. Like I'm, but they knew me. They knew I was professional. They knew I was going to show up. They knew I helped you. out. So again, your 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 reputation will precede you as you get older because there's always going to be younger guys. Who are a um, few good players that you can name that you played against while you were out there playing in Italy? Oh. Uh, um, what's his name? Kalinko? No. What's the that play what? with the Mavs that got tra traded? What is that? Karolinko? From the Knicks. No, he no. Oh, I was about to say uh, what? Porzingis. 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 So, so yeah, so, so the year he got drafted, we played them in Euro Cup. I was in Rome. We played them, and it was like, yeah, this kid's about to be the lottery next year, Porzingis. And he wasn't even st coming off. The, he didn't start. He was still mm -hmm. a young kid, but mm -hmm. it was like he's going to jump, and you can see his potential. But, you know, we won the game or whatever. But, yeah, I played against him, and the next year he got drafted to the Knicks. Mm. Um, well, I played with Gigi Detome. He was my teammate in Italy. He mm. had a really good year my first year in Rome, and he got drafted or signed by the Celtics. He, was, he played two, three years in the NBA. Okay. And then came back. He had a really good EuroLeague career. Mm -hmm. um, it was good competition. I mean, there's no one name that yeah. stood out. No, you gave – man, Porzingis is – that's yeah. cool. Like, yeah. you feel what I'm saying? Even being on the same court as bro, mm. playing, and then you knowing, like, he on the bench. He parked right now. Yeah. Again, I didn't know what his career <laughs> was going parked. to entail. Yeah, he's young at that point. You know what I mean? He was raw. But I That's was in right. Rome. I lived in Rome for three years. I have great memories in Rome. Shout out Rome. All my friends out there in Rome. Uh-oh. You, if you hit a horn for Rome, you got to yeah. give us a Rome I lived story. in Rome the longest of all the cities. So I, I lived in, near Naples. I lived in Rome, near Milan. Near, I lived in small towns, mm -hmm. big towns, villages by the water. Because, you know, each team don't isn't located in a big city. Mm -hmm. So, again, you might be two hours away from the biggest city. So you have to live that small town life. I lived in mm -hmm. Rieti, Italy, one of the smallest t towns in middle Italy. Like, But you have to adjust, again. Was you telling them you was from Compton? They knew already. That's and that, right. And, that, and still, that's, that's a. Right. But then, once I got out the country, I got to see what people thought about Compton outside of America. Uh huh. So when you're in Compton, you know what people think in Compton. When you leave the state, then you meet what people think of Compton. When you leave the country, it was a whole different. Like everybody, was like, oh man, you're so cool. They wasn't scared of me because I'm tight. for one, we're not in Compton, so right. they want to know. See what I'm you saying? ever shot anybody? Do you know Dr. Dre? You know, and mm -hmm. yep. again, sometimes I don't even Snoop tell Dog? people I'm from Compton. Because they might ask a stupid question or they might ask a cool question. 
And I ain't got time to find out sometimes. So I just sound <laughs> from LA and I leave it there. That's real shit though. Like I can size people like, oh yeah, I'm if I Cali. tell you from Compton, you're gonna act something ignorant. I'm, I'm not gonna Cali, tell man. you, yeah, yeah. I'm from but Cali. if you're from LA, then I might be more oh you from LA? Okay, I'm from Compton. So I'll, yeah. I'll be more detailed. But yeah. yeah, Italy was great. I did my first documentary there when I was in Rome, Basketball Jones, the Overseas Journey. It was the first film I funded. Uh shout out Will Harris. My boy Will, he filmed it with me. He came down to Italy. He does Anatomy of, Anatomy of a Fighter uh, on YouTube. He does MMA, independent uh, nice. storyteller. But uh, yeah. that was in 2014. So again, when I, was, I had a lot of free time, I started working on writing, editing, cameras, because I wanted to tell different more, more stories, but hmm. everybody don't be reading. So I was like, I gotta start making <laughs> videos. So mm -hmm. I learned all that. I took a chance and did my first documentary. It was great. It was hard as fuck. I had nobody to mentor, shadow. I literally just, I took a lot of losses. Mm -hmm. But those losses were lessons. So I, I yeah. learned from those things like, all right, are you going to keep doing it? I was like, hell yeah, I love the experience. Yeah. I lost a lot of money. But again, I had to try it to see how I was going to fare off. Yeah, from I mean, there, other than money, what are the losses you took on this first one? I, honestly, I was just buying stuff. And then at the end of the year when I was adding it up, because uh -huh. I didn't know until I added it up to the taxes how much I spent. Okay. But so in the moment, I'm like, oh, this is, I need this, I need that. I was paying for this. Just little things, but little things add up. So again, afterwards, I'm like, Next time I do a film, I need to find some funding. I can't use my money. <laughs> so that's, the, well, that's another thing I learned. But I loved it, man. And from there, I started documenting all my travels all mm -hmm. over the world because I tell people I live a 1% life. I don't have 1% money, but money comes and goes, right? right. But, but those memories, those connections, that knowledge, you can use that for the rest of your life. So you're doing that yourself? You were like vlogging? Yeah, I got, camera. I got cameras today. Like, no, I saw you come in I with go. your rig and everything. People say, you doing yeah. the Kanye thing? I was filming my life. I've been filming my life the last six years. Mm -hmm. I might not post all of it, but it's my footage. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm personal. Like people like to film it and post it immediately. No, I like to look at it. Yeah. I might think of something better to write the next day. Like I document my whole life. When did you start doing that? Uh, like in two after I did my doc because I didn't know nothing about cameras yet. So once I started seeing my boy Will with cameras, it motivated mm -hmm. me to get cameras. Mm -hmm. So I started getting GoPros and my Canon and drones. So probably like 2015. I, I bought nice. my first GoPro, and I didn't even use it for nine months. And then finally, I used it the last week before I came back to America. And then once I did it, I was like, because I work backwards for it sometimes. I, I just got to buy it first, and then mm -hmm. I might start using it. But I started right. documenting, and then me and my daughter do travel vlog stuff every summer. Because, again, I wanted her to see me and us together. So when I'm gone, she can look on the line. That's fire. Because mm -hmm. I didn't care about views. Like, I was doing it mm -hmm. literally just to make history or the document to show her our travels so she can use it. And even for me, it was therapy. But now, years later, we have a lot of videos. So people think we did it a lot. But it was just after six years of just every summer filming, traveling. And yeah, Italy and Compton and Seattle. I just, I film. I'm a you put them out on YouTube too? I do it once a month, maybe. Like, I do it just to, you know, continue to edit. And so I'm staying sharp. But I'm not doing it to monetize. What's the name of your channel? Uh, it's just my full name, Bobby Ray Jones Jr. Dope. But I got videos from Italy. When I was in Italy, when COVID hit, I stayed there. Uh, I stayed. Like, I didn't even come back to America. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't want to come back to America. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, it's going to be worse in America. Why well, I need to go back there. Mm -hmm. So I stayed for three more months. We was on lockdown. I just kept working on my craft. I started fasting, cold showers. Like, it made me stronger. Mm -hmm. Like, if somebody was like, COVID was tough for me. Like, yeah, that's a choice. Like, right. You can get better. That was mm -hmm. the time for everybody to work on themselves, yep. get better. Like, yeah, I agree no on excuses. that. Yeah, COVID was a blessing. So 100%. when I came back to America, I came back one week, two days after George Floyd got killed. So mm. then that was a, because wow. I 
you know, I'm in America. Like I've, I've been gone for Barack's two terms and Trump's. So again, I've, I've been gone. Like I come back for two, three months and then I leave. Mm -hmm. So I never got to really live in America in my 30s or in my late 20s. So again, things are always wow. changing, man. So, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I'm more European and American right now. And now that I'm transitioning month seven, it's just, it's a, it's hard. Like being back for all these holidays. I'm like, I'm actually here for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And <laughs> my daughter got to come to Christmas in LA, Compton with me for the first time ever this year, finally. Hmm. So again, all those things has is, is been great. Like That's I've been major. gone for a while, but you know, I'm loving being back in America. Four more years and you'll be uh, from here again. Yeah. Well, I'm from Call Compton. Back. No, hold on, wait, hold on. Hold on, that's a good point though. So the last seven months, I've been relearning my city. Yep. I've been meeting up with local nonprofits, local businesses, local schools, because creative folks. Because again, I travel and I tell stories. So mm -hmm. now that I'm back in Compton, my job is to preserve Compton's stories. Mm -hmm. So I want to know everybody's story. For one, I'll get to learn more about my city. I'm using it as a, a, a media platform. Again, growing up Compton, follow us on Instagram, growing underscore up underscore Compton. And I'm telling stories. Like, I want to give everybody a chance to tell me why are you from Compton. I want to put you on a platform. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do now. I put contests on. I did a contest two days ago at Dominguez. I gave kids free gear, Ethica Fabletics. Uh, Compton Magic helped sponsor. The last weekend, I did a food giveaway with a Compton Youth Build. Mm. Like, the last seven months, I've been doing more than dudes been doing the last 10 years who've been here in Compton or L.A. Mm. And that's just what I do. Like, I didn't want to do it yet. I was traveling. I was focused on me. But mm. now that I'm back, I am... I'm in the city, so yeah, I'm, let me I'm, know, I'm giving back. Let me know next time you want to do something at Dominguez, man. Yeah, I'll get the crew to, like, help out. We could man, do something. I, again, I love talking to kids. I This contest in Italy with schools. I do stuff in Seattle with my daughter and her schools and mm -hmm. the teachers I know. I just never got to do it in Compton because when I'm back in the summertime, school's over. Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. I got to go back to the country. So, again, this, these last seven months have been great. It's been stressful, too, but, again, I started doing yoga hot yoga so that kind of filled the void for basketball hot for yoga wait yeah i like to sweat man we got sweat hot yoga let's do sweat instead of basketball water. let's do some some hot yoga you talking about on, basketball on vlog a vlog doing hot yoga yeah, we go to the studio in venice is it crystals yoga, shout out yeah you see my, my, my crystals yeah, yeah does that help too? Do you, no, it's do just you know what hot yoga load. is yeah it's exactly what it sounds like no, seriously, the last seven months, in a hot I've been ass doing hot yoga for three, your ass off. three days out of the year. I mean, week for seven months now. I love it. So love it. explain the the hot yoga routine that's mm. going to happen. I, I need to walk, walk yeah, us through I, it, I like to, I'll give you a preview. For one, you got to drink water before you go. You can't be eating bullshit and don't hydrate because you're not going to have the best experience for one. Thanks. <laughs> so Thanks. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to start now. Yeah, drink, well, I was about your, to yeah, pass me your one wetter, water. Wet, what is it? Wettest water in the world, right there, folks. Get it on Amazon. No jump of water. The wettest but, uh, water. But yeah, the world. yoga's been great, man. Um, it's it's more about being self-aware, self-care, and just being conscious of your body. A lot of people are not conscious of their body, or don't want to be conscious of their body because they're mm -hmm. distracted with other stuff in life. But again, you know, I always stretched a lot. Like after practice, mm -hmm. I was stretching for like 30, 45 minutes. So I always knew I was going to get into yoga. It's just now that I'm back, I finally found the time to do it and embrace the community there. And even uh, what Joe Johnson, former NBA player, he does yeah. high Bikram. So I got to meet him about a, what, two, three weeks ago. He was in town for the Super Bowl. That's tough. He did like a three-day event at a studio. So I got to, I can say it's a whole new community, man. It's, it's great for your body and your, more importantly, your mind. It's mental strength. Mm -hmm. Like I've always been a mentally strong person, but that, that yoga will humble you. 
Right. I don't care how good looking you are, how rich you are, how strong you are. It don't matter. Yoga will humble you. How? It's just to be more self-aware, to, to surrender, to, you know, people don't literally focus on their body. Like, I do sauna almost every day if I don't do hot yoga. Mm-hmm. I stretch in there. I massage my feet, my arms. People don't touch their bodies unless they get hurt. Like, when was the last time you just touched your body to appreciate it and give it self-care? Pause. Last, last night. night. No, not that part. <laughs> last night. <laughs> not last that night. part. I'm talking about your neck and no feet. Cut oh, goodness. Got <laughs> <laughs> Mm, no, I'm messing with you though. But, but yeah, no, yoga, yeah. for me, yoga has been great, man. The community's been open, and it's not just for women or white people. Okay, mm-hmm. it started in India, folks. So just keep that in mind. And, and more black men, more men, more athletes got to start doing it. And I'm kind of going to be the representation of that. I started doing teacher training a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna—I don't know if I'm gonna teach, but I want to maybe open up a studio in Compton one day. Uh, like a nonprofit, give out free classes to kids, to families, because they need access to that. That's There's tough. nothing in Compton like that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like athletes, they don't do as much weight training anymore. It's more about flexibility, pliability. Yeah, I, I've been strong. I've been fast. Yeah. I just want to be overall my whole body. I want to be flexible and full functioning. Mm-hmm. Like people, like I walk around with sandals most of the day. Like I got good feet. I don't mind showing my feet. They're like, why are you wearing sandals? Like, because people who don't got good feet don't do it. Mm-hmm. And most men don't take care of their feet. How, how your feet game? My shit fucked up, but I wear sandals, though. What socks on? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's your feet game like? I show the toes. No, is it nice toes, though? They're all right. Great. It. They're manicured. Are you, how often do you get manicured? Not that often. So is it about B, C? Mm-hmm. B. Man, this nigga yeah. capping. He be having socks on with his fucking Crocs <laughs> too, man. Just when I come in here, dude, it gets cold. Yeah, all right. Uh, well, my my dogs be out too when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Hey, you gotta let your feet breathe. I, I let them out in public. Let it sure, out. Man. But until I start doing yoga again, that self awareness, that self care. Like mm-hmm. we've been having shoes on our whole life, hooping. Like wearing small shoes, our feet all bunched up. So yeah. again, I'm all about just being full functioning and. Yoga has given me that spiritual aspect, too. Like, some people do yoga for exercise. I do it for spiritual reasons, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been great. So, again, I want to keep evolving and deepening my practice. So, walk me through the hot yoga, bro. Yeah. So, there's different flows. There's, you know, there's, it's a script. Mm-hmm. The teacher gives you a script. You have to breathe when they tell you to breathe. You have to move when they tell you to move. And it's for 60 straight minutes. You're listening Dang. to somebody tell you what to do, breathe, and move for 60 straight minutes. And you listen to them, they're tra- talking to you like it's a spiritual thing. Guided meditation. Yeah. You trying to go do that? I'm down. I mean, I'm not flexible at all, so. No, don't worry about See, yeah. people say that to program themselves. Not saying you do, but they say, man, I'm not flexible. They make excuses to mm-hmm. stop them from even trying. Just do it. Like, take the mails and you learn from it. Hey, I'm definitely down Let's to try go. Like, Let's go. There's a lot of flexible people that do all kind of crazy positions, but if you tune in and focus on your moment, <laughs> that's all you have to worry about. Like, how, how hot is this, bro? How many degrees right. is going on while somebody? This is like sound like Squid Game. Ah, Stop, go. Just, so how? No, how hot is it, bro? Uh, well, hot Bikram is pretty hot. That's like I, I want to say like I don't want to guess. Oh, you had it's a two 100. coming up. Huh? Hot, hot Vinyasa is over 100. It's like 105, I believe. You can't do 200. For sure. But hot Bikram is my sauna today was about two two twenty. How yeah. you breathing that? Like what is going you on? Slow. You focus. Damn. You just gotta Damn. calm down, guys. Calm down. I'm anxious just thinking about this right now, bro. Most, I most to... humans don't even breathe properly. Y'all know that, right? Yeah. 
Like we don't even breathe, and that's the easiest right. thing to do in the world. Most humans don't even <laughs> breathe right. That's how you know we distracted in life. Damn. So again, being in a hot room, you're forced to calm down and focus on your breathing, because that's all that matters in that moment. Not your bills, not the family, not what you're gonna eat for dinner. You have to focus on your breathing. Bro, that's tight, man. And the more calm tight. you are, the more aware you get. And then again, it's a it's a trigger. So yeah, you gotta try it, man. It helps your skin, it helps your organs, make you look younger. Yeah. Yeah, y'all wanna stay alive, right? Oh, we're gonna do that. That'd be nice. Yeah. We're gonna do sauna and we're gonna do hot yoga. Deal? Let's do that's that. two right. vlogs, that's, bro. That's fine. Part one, part two. Hold on, Let's we'll make, make it, it official. One, two. Y'all heard it. Going down, sauna, hot yoga. Mm. Somebody There's telling a lot of us women what in to there do. Too, so. What? Yeah. It's, it's what? A lot of women in yoga. All right, we own that. So you got to impress them. I ain't about to impress them. Because, you know, a lot of guys, like, a lot of my guy friends, they're like, man, I'm going to come to yoga. I'm like, don't come to yoga to meet women. Come to yoga because you want to do yoga. Because them women are used to random guys coming to class thinking they're going to pick up women. Like, this. And guess what? Like, no. Nah. I ain't coming back. Yeah. I'm only coming to. <laughs> Don't get kicked no, out, no, man. No, hell no, nah, right. bro. I'm not about to be in there freakily. <laughs> it's it's tip. It, I mean, oh, it's me. women stretching. They're beautiful. I get it. it is. I, I'm gonna just tell you what but, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just go right to the front. Yeah. So I'm not focused on nothing. That's you feel what I'm saying. It's yeah. just like school. You got to go sit in the front. <laughs> you sit in the front. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Until they kicked me out and I had to go sit in the back. Mm. But other than that, yeah, you got to go try to sit in the front and yeah. just pay attention and listen. So you know what I mean? All they're going to see is just the structure of a 6'5". Mm. Oh, you just talking shit now. It's yoga. Mm. You ain't even did it yet. But I'm trying to prepare myself and psych myself out to even go. It's going to humble you. I'll tell you. Be careful. I'm with it, man, because I'm I'm all about being humble. That's good. For sure. I'm with that. For so. sure. You down, man? Don't don't fucking bitch out, Why bro. would I bitch out? I'm just saying, because that shit sound hot as hell. That's why I'm Stop, saying don't. Because you're scaring you. See, that's what we do. We, bro, we program ourselves. They'll tell you right now, bro. I will break out in the sweats right now just walking I, to take the damn trash I, I, out, After bro. I do hot yoga, I sweat. I literally, I'm, I pull my towel. I'm going to show you a video. I, my towel is dripping wet. Like, I'm a sweater, just like you. Yeah, but man. once I leave that room, I go, I can conquer the world. If I can conquer that, anything else I do the rest of the day is nothing. That's literally how you come out feeling. You got to have mind control it's over like, I just did the toughest shit of the day. Anything else I do, I can do. This is nothing. That's literally how I take it. That's so, tough, again, man. once you do it and you conquer it, and you're going to conquer it in your own way, not how I conquer it, but you try it and you start the process. That's what you got to do. You just got to start, man. I fucks with that. Do we Same. got a Sharpie over there? Uh-oh. We do. We got a red one. He went to Dominguez. It's all good. Yes, sir. We don't do colors, man. Yeah, we ain't worried about that. Where you want me to sign? Right there next to where it says ski, right there, Compton, right? This one? Yep, yes, sir. I got my own ooh, on the ball, too? Yeah. Okay. Pause. Okay, we got Compton. Who's that? That's Kasim Osgood, San Diego Chargers. All right. There you go, yep. Live here on No Jumper Sports, we have Bobby Jones. Yeah, yoga god. Yoga god. Yoga? <laughs> Not yet. Guru. I'm still on my journey. Guys. Yogi. You feel what I'm saying? Yep. Let him know. Gotta put my, my handle. Gotta put the handle, man. Basketball Jones 84. That's right. Damn. 
Bobby, this was a legendary episode. Thank man. you guys, man. Hey, really Y'all appreciate supposed it. to say that. Y'all say no, that every no, no, time, no, man. No, we I ain't trying to no, no. We've only said that three times. Who's the other nah. three or two? All right, in your so opinion, give me your top. All right, wait, before we go, top three guests so far. You can't count me. I know I'm not. Top All three. right, so you you're number first. one. No, not count me. Ricky you go Williams. first. Yeah, y'all got your own list. Le'Veon Bell. Wait, yeah, who? Ricky who? Williams. Oh, Ricky Williams. Le'Veon Bell. Aww. That's tight. I even let you drink my coffee and didn't say shit through the whole interview. Shut up. No, it's my coffee, man. <laughs> it says Riley on it. Where am I? <laughs> I wouldn't have done that if I didn't appreciate on. it. It's all good. Hey! It's all good. It's, it's, all, it's all good. All right. So, hey, what's your favorite interview? <laughs> no jumper clips coming soon. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> mine's for show, for show. Like, I'm not gonna cap to you, Darren Collison, mm. just because, like, you know, we shared the history of hooping against each other. And then, like, I'm, I'm not going to cap you for show just because it's Compton in the house. You feel mm. what I'm saying? Hit the horn. Straight up. Go ahead, you got man. Yeah. It's a Compton. I've been doing it already now. Wait, there we go. Man, take your uh, coffee back, man. No, nah, <laughs> ain't, man. Ain't nobody but look at you. I'm going to drink after Bobby Jones today. Oh, my goodness. So, no, I'm just <laughs> so, look. <laughs> Who's the other three, one? Um, I'm going to have to go with Ricky Williams, bro. Yeah. Because that was my that was my first episode, bro. Mm, so it's mm, like that's gonna stay with me, like yeah, it's gonna stay with me. And just just seeing like see where he's at, he looked like he done, man, he done bro. evolved and manifested. Mm -hmm. to... Y'all had the same, y'all have like similar stories with the transition and being like out of out of the way. So yeah. that's dope though. Like and then it's just man, he's man. like in Wyoming, living in the forest. Or I can't even. I don't like answering that question because Kasim Osgood, that energy was just crazy yeah. too. Like we was laughing like this right here was dope nah, too. Kasim so was dope. I'm not. I can't. All of them, my favorite man. Mm -hmm. I'm not even gonna lie. This shit is. This shit is fire, man. We started yeah. the. The chat lovers, the comments lovers, the viewers love us, yes, and we're going to keep staying focused, and we're going to bring y'all something new every week. Wait, hold on. One I got to shout out my, my brands now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is Growing Up Compton right here. Trademark, this is my business. Uh, like I said, I tell stories, and I want to tell people from Compton stories and preserve it, monetize it, help the youth. That's what I do. That's my new mission, and I'm going to do it. It's going to get done. I already started the process. So, again, follow us, Growing Up Compton. Growing underscore up underscore Compton. Uh, again, we do contests. We do stuff in the community. That's, that's my mission, man. And that's what I've been doing. We'll uh, make sure it's in the description, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I went I'm to a charter well. school in Compton, NFL yet, in the 90s. Started mm -hmm. by the NFL. It was 60 kids. We stayed together from 6th grade to 8th grade. We had all the privileges again. Like, I was a very smart kid. So, now I'm paying it forward. Now that's that right. I'm physically here. That's so, right. So, you know, you're going to hear more about it. I'm going to give you some that's merch, right. too. Man, too. appreciate it. Fire, man. Y'all going to wear it on the show. 100%. Word on the show. Uh, we in it on that note. Let's go. Uh, that's right, man. Y'all heard it from the man himself. Growing up Compton. Yes, this sir. is another episode and one of the best episodes of No Jumper Sports with Big Ski, Professor X, Josh himself. Thanks, Bobby, again. Like, comment, and subscribe. And we're out.